York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. She expect me to be my father, but I ain't him. Yeah, him. I mean, the way he is, <laughs> <and> sh <laughs> it just ain't him. What's between you and Michael? Mike ain't Mike no more. He went hard on his boy last night. No. Well, Mike ain't Mike no more, man. Mike no Mike no more. <laughs> Damn, man. Why Mike lost? Why he lost Mike to the streets, man? Why? Why, Mike? What's going on? It's Jayless from Nick of Time Show here, giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And if you didn't know, man, it's a special day. It's a really special day, man. We have a special guest that's joining us today. Before we go, we're we going to do, you know how you didn't rap when, like, this. this the guy who bodies the verse goes last. We're gonna introduce him last, <laughs> alright? That's how we're gonna do it. So first and foremost, we already have the raw metaphor. My man from the YouTube across the street is the raw Hebrew remnant. What's going on, Raw? What's going on? Honored to be here with y'all and my man who you gonna introduce. Oh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And of course, you already know who this is, man. We have the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G in the building. Glad to be here tonight. That's right. Damn right. He's in the building. And you know what? And of course, the man of the hour. <laughs> All right. Fellow Knicks fan. You That's seen right. this man in the Keeler and the B. You seen this man in the wire. This man was a Nick City dancer. You didn't even know that. He was, you didn't even know he was back out. You didn't know he was dancing background oh, for Alicia man. Keys. You didn't know that. You didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know. He was the one, man. He He's the one. The oh, only Olito. Because gunshot. Welcome. <laughs> oh, this is real Brooklyn. The gunshot. Celebratory gunshots, man. Here we go. Oh, man. Jay Ellis, Ryan, my brother Raw. So good to be here with y'all, man. You know, I'm a fan of all of y'all work and I've been watching and, and, and like just, just, just. Y'all are true Nick fans, so anytime I could come and chop it up with some true Nick fans, it's always a pleasure. So thank you for having me, man. Oh, absolutely, man. It's a pleasure having you with us, man. And you are I didn't realize you was a, a Knicks fan like that, like that, but you are really into this thing. You was yeah. I saw like Lee was you was you was last year you was rolling in the playoffs, right? You was celebrating with the fans outside yeah. the playoffs, the peoples. Uh, Y'all yeah, been uh, almost I'm not every home game, but I'm, I've been at maybe seventy percent of the home games for like the last seven years. Wow. Yeah, man, I'm I'm a diehard Nick fan, man. Like you said, Nick City dancer. Uh, shit, I was even in a junior Nick summer camp back in the day. You know what I mean? So I've been around, man, and I, I love this team. You know, and I'm sure throughout this this episode, we're gonna talk about how much we all love the team, but. It's always. I just got put on to the YouTube world, the yeah. Nick Nation YouTube world, this uh, last season, and it's the. I love it, man. I'm so happy to realize that. Yo, imagine I didn't know this existed. I had to listen to first take every day. Oh, and ESPN oh man, every day. So when I found, I don't even remember how I how I found it or who I found first, but I just now I can. I no longer watch ESPN. I no longer watch. FS1, you know what I mean? Y'all are the go-to, so I'm, it's always a pleasure to talk with y'all for sure, man. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. It's just useless at this point, man. You can get more information following Nick's content creators on YouTube in 20 minutes than you can watch in like an hour yes. of ESPN. Yeah, yes. for real. And that's yes. a fact. So follow yes. all the Nick's content creators. Follow these guys on Twitter, man, and you'll definitely yeah. learn something. But let, let's get into it, man. Let's get into the Nick stuff. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about let's everything, talk. man. We're going to talk about the wire stuff we're gonna talk about uh your knicks fan that we're gonna hit it all let's but do it man let's i'm gonna start it. i'm gonna start it off i'm gonna start it off with the summer antics because this summer um we, we we made some moves made some moves a lot of this summer was based on continuity we brought back a lot yeah. of the same players you know we let reggie bullock go but yeah. we got alec burks here you know we, we signed on as the well um derrick rose he came back for three for three years uh so and we also we signed some 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 hitters, man. We signed Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. So, yeah. what offseason moves do you feel you were most excited about? Oh man, uh, all of them, to be honest. But if I had to pick one, I'm gonna go with the Kemba Walker signing, man. Yeah, man. Um, it was a dark horse for all of us. You know, I watched, like I said, I watch everybody, all the Knicks podcasters almost every day. Not one person brought up Kimber Walker when it came to, like, who can nope. be our starting point guard yes, this season. And to get such a perfect fit, you know what I mean? We, I think, in my opinion, we, we needed a scoring point guard. You know what I mean? We needed a point guard that could put the ball in the basket. He's not the greatest playmaker, but at the same time, what he, what he can't. What he doesn't give us on the defense and the playmaking, he gives us on the scoring. He gives us on the locker room guy. He right. gives us on, you know, just all around energy. And I think that's really what we needed um, to get a point guard that, like, born and raised in New York. You know, I, that's what I wanted. I wanted somebody who wants to be a Nick. You can get a good point guard or you can get good players. But when you get a person that, like, truly, truly bleeds orange and blue. Mm hmm sky's the limit you know we could have easily got a i was never sold on the fred van vliet sort of the brogdon or not even lonzo to be honest because i i'm not sure if they truly wanted to be here the fact right. that we got somebody that's born and raised here i think the sky's the limit so i think that was my favorite signing of the year of the offseason but that's just like we have so many i could pick any of them all the way down to like jericho sims you know what i mean <laughs> right right <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm happy man i'm a happy camper right now now nah, i agree with you man that was a huge signing for us really under the radar kind of shows the savvy of our you know our Knicks front office man because nobody like you said no one was even looking at kimball walker and to upgrade our, our roster like that to get rid of uh alfred payton you, you said the name. You don't say his my name. Bad, my, bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Don't say his my name. Bad. It's like Candyman. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> uh, to get rid of he who should not be named, my bad. Thank you, sir. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and a friend in Reggie Bullock, who was a guy who was a defensive yeah. guy who yeah. shot threes. It's, it's a big deal for us because, as you know, like we really struggled with making shots and creating open shots in the playoffs yeah. and not kind of freeze up Julius Randle to kind of do what he does. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm happy that we now have options. I, and I love Reggie Bullock, man. I'm actually sad to see him go, but come on, Evan Fournier is a major upgrade. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we now have options. We now have guys that they're not just going to sit in the corner and wait for the ball. They're gonna make some plays. They're gonna be. They're gonna cut. Like if you look at 
I don't want to talk down on him, but if you look at Reggie, if you look at some of the some of our wing guys, all they did was stand in the corner. They wouldn't yeah. even cut. They wouldn't even do like a back door, right? Yeah. Now we got guys that are just they're gonna make they're gonna make offense happen. And I think now it's only gonna turn Julius's game like up thirty. And I just can't wait to see RJ Barrett, man. I'm sure oh. we're probably gonna go into it, but like RJ Barrett is going to benefit the most off of the new signings. For sure. You think so? You think he's? I, I you know, I feel Ooh. like RJ. You tell me what you feel, fellas. But I, I'm kind of worried about RJ. Like, you what? know what? Not, not, not worried. As in, um, listen. When you get new players, right? The pros and cons of getting guys who are good with the ball. Pro, you know, it makes it easier for other players around them to kind of just fall into a natural, kind of fall into a catch and shoot, cutting off mm. the ball roll. Um, Khan sometimes if if he had a guard like RJ Barrett, right? And we we're trying to look for him to develop into, you know, a guy who can kind of score off the dribble. If there's other guys who can score off the dribble more, you know, there might not be as much need for him to utilize that skill throughout the season. So I I do have question marks on the usage rates of RJ and Randall moving forward. And I, I think ultimately we're gonna have a better team. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not. I think ultimately we have a better team. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be easy for these guys to get buckets. But long term projection, tr- figuring out like how to create space off the dribble, um, how to you know do things like that. I'm not sure if that's going to hurt that part of his game in the long run. Is that is like, am I crazy for thinking that? I don't know. Ooh, well, hey, Alex, go ahead, Ryan G. Oh, um, I just wanted to say that I do agree to a certain extent because, you know, with Kemba, with Forney on the floor, RJ is going to have less opportunities to score the ball. Mm. But at the same time, I think it'll make him a more complete player because he's going to have to learn more how to spot, spot up shoot, you know, if he's wide open in the corner, learn how to knock, open, knock down open shots. And then on top of that, with Bullock gone and with Fournier and Kemba into the lineup where they're not really great defensive players, I think that's going to put more pressure on RJ to actually become better on defense because he's going to have to take that role to lock down the other team's um, best wing. So, yeah. yeah, so RJ, like, yeah, he may, he may get less opportunities, but I think at the same time, it'll make him a better player because it'll force him to improve in different areas of his game where he's not that great and at the moment. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying, really. That's all. RJ is gonna be fine. I'm not one of those guys who's like, "Ooh, put RJ in a trade package for." Oh you no, know. no, 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 I'm not. I'm not on that trade. That's drastic. Too drastic. <laughs> I'm not on right. that trade. I'm just saying, if you look at RJ at Duke, yeah. and you look at RJ in in playing situations where he's playing with a lot of good players, he shines. Mm-hmm. And so you putting him on the floor for the first time. I mean. Bless Reggie Bullock, he, he gave us his all, but he could not go off the dribble. He definitely had his limitations. So you're replacing him with guys that could go off the dribble. I think, like, when you saw RJ with Zion and with Cam at Duke, you're going to see a pro-level version of that when he's playing with better players. And so I, I, I'm expecting RJ to have a – I don't know how what his stats are going to look like, Right. But he's going to be, he's going to be much, much more dangerous. You can't sleep on him. He's going to be, he's going to hurt people. He's going to shot. I think he's going to rise to the top in this situation. Yeah. yeah. If I had to say anything about this is if we look at the defensive part of how RJ was played, they had to sag off of Alfred Payton every play. That's they fact. got the chance to sag off. And RJ was 
for the most part, double teamed the whole game because his guys, his, you know, Alfred's defender is usually right next to RJ, right? right? Mm -hmm. Now that every defender has to play one-on-one against us because we have so many threats, RJ is going to shine, man, because he has so much room to work now as opposed to... Alfred Payton's defender sagging off, waiting for RJ to come into the lane, swiping at the ball. It's just going to be a completely different ball game. So that's why I think RJ is going to probably benefit the most. For sure. Now, this is the first. This is the first year that he's going to really see NBA space. Yes, true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, man. He played all every almost every minute with Alfred Payton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you said his name. You said his name. You said. Oh, you're you right. You right. should not. <laughs> we're, 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 we're cursing now. Three years. We're cursing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, not, but you're right, guys. I thought like the secondary secondary playmaking for RJ Barrett. I think he's really going to eat off of that. My, my, I guess my question mark would be the first, the, like the. The initiation thing, I'm not sure how much how many touches he's gonna get to be initiator. Yeah. But I do feel like his secondary playmaking should take a, a jump. Um his percentages we were kind of already insane last season. So yeah. imagine him getting better this season is, is woof. But he shot forty percent. He shot forty percent from the three for the last what three months, two yeah. months? Yeah. Exactly. That's huge man. Imagine that with Kimba Kimba going into the lane, oh defense God. is collapsing. He passes that thing out the arc. I don't oh know. Did y'all God. just see the highlights from his run last night at the at, at, at Drew Hanlon? Yeah, I was I was checking. Yeah, that. yeah. On. And you know he's playing with a bunch of really good players. Mm. Kelly yeah. Oubre, Jason Tatum. He playing with real defenders, and he, almost every shot highlight you see of RJ last night was an open uh, a three point shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm with him. I'm excited. Been working on it. Yo, I I I um. I, I hold expectations, Blyra. When I see those workout videos in offseason, I get really hyped. I don't want to start naming names like from last season that I got hyped over from workout videos because they're not even here no more. Yeah, 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 but yeah. that got me hyped too before when he started <laughs> jump shots and then we came here and he was tossing up bricks. But I'm, but you know what? RJ's proved himself. RJ has proved yeah. himself. He's gotten yeah. better every year. So I fully expect this man to be better um, this year going into this season so for sure but um for sure. let's transition into something else let's, let's transition into julius randall because i don't know about you guys but i was low on the julius randall totem pole um last season and it's funny because i was i i learned holito yeah i don't know but holito he interviewed Raw last season. He has a, his own YouTube channel. And he interviewed Raw last season. And it's funny when you're watching those interviews, it kind of puts you back in that mind state. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, going in on Julius. <laughs> yo, y'all was going in. We was, I, we was going in on Julius. But I can't even be mad because I was going in too. It yeah. was, I can't, that was me. You was me. Yeah. We was the same. Yeah. And this season, this man, you know, last past season, he's been... Second team all band BA, his defensive improved, his three point shooting has improved, his mid range has improved. Everything has improved across the board. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, do you feel this season that he'll be able to duplicate or at least sustain what he did last season, especially with these new arrivals in, in Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier? Yeah, I, I think he will. It's For me, it's all about chemistry, it's all about 
the connection, right? That's why I'm so happy we got a guy like Kimba. My yeah. thing is, I was I knew we were gonna get a new starting point guard. I was nervous about who that was gonna be. If it was gonna be a rookie point guard, I was like, will Julius trust them enough to allow them to orchestrate the offense? Would it be a guy that he thinks he's better than? So it's that dynamic. The fact that we got a guy like Kimba, who's probably one of the nicest basketball players in the world. He's he and and he's a proven winner right he's been in really tough games he's won in every for the most part he's won in every every level of his game that's just the perfect fit for a guy like Julius Randle he's going to trust Kimba enough to say you got it I'm going to I'm going to follow your lead and let actually let's do this together it's a perfect fit and I think it's, it's of course his scoring won't be the same right yeah. it's just going to be a lot more you know a lot more touches for Kimba and Evan because they're ball dominant players yeah. and they get off during you know they they do their work with the ball in their hand right so it just won't be the same amount of touches but I think Julius is a smart enough player to learn a different way in a different style right he if you can see he's played with Anthony Davis he played with Kobe Bryant if True. you didn't if you don't True. know how to play off ball with a guy like Kobe Bryant it's like right that's a fact he's played with Kobe Bryant he's played with some guys who demand the spotlight demand the ball so now he got a guy like Kimbo who's not at the prime of his career but he's also still really good and now he's just gonna work I just think they're gonna work together so well I'm happy we got a team of level-headed mature yes. players that's the thing. I was also nervous. Are we going to get a point guard like a Sharif Cooper who thinks he's the best player in the world and he wants to be the next Allen Iverson? Oh, we got players that are all going to just run the system Tom wants them to run, and I think that's going to help Julius a lot for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. It takes a lot of pressure off of Julius, man. And listen, I, I have question marks about his playmaking coming into the second season. This takes a lot of pressure that he doesn't have mm -hmm. to, you know, playmake as much. Um, I can't. I still want him to kind of pick that game, part of his game, up a little bit more. Cause last year, I, yeah. I, I keep saying he got better last year because you know he ran plays. He's not a guy to me who can analyze a situation on the fly and make quick decisions all the time. He's a guy who's like, all right, I'm here. Reggie Bell's gonna be here. I'm pass the ball. Here. He had nobody to pass it to. Jay Ellis. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yo, when you got Kimbo on one side and Fournier on another side, I think you're gonna be okay. He was passing it to. Reggie Bullock. You, no, you're right. You, there's a Come lot on. of things that went wrong. I mean, <laughs> RJ, RJ turned, RJ started missing shots. Uh, Alfred Payton, you know. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My bad, my bad, my he, bad. My but, bad. He, but yo, <laughs> just the fact that, not to cut you off, from, no, my bad, Jay, but just the fact that he's not passing, he's passing every single person he'll be passing it to on the wing can score the basketball. That's right. He couldn't look at his point guard to give him anything, like nothing. Yeah. That's just that change alone, it gives everybody on the floor confidence. I wouldn't be surprised if Mitch starts scoring at a kind of, not a high level, but just giving us a little bit more than he has because everybody's confident on the offensive end now. That, that changes the game. No, nah, Mitch is going to eat this season. Contract year, that's the recipe for uh, a season, man. Contract year, he gained 600 pounds of muscle. He's eating people for lunch now. Like, this man's big as hell. Like, he's he trying to get his money this season. He want to eat for real. So, I expect big things from Mitch this season, man, for yeah. real. But, yeah, go ahead, Ryan. I know you got a question coming up. Yeah, so, um, basically elaborating off of the whole Julius Randle thing, 
Julius Randle had his breakout season last year. So my question to you, Julito, is which Nick do you predict is going to have a breakout season this year? That's a really good question. Um, I, I think I'm going to go Mitch. Yeah, I'm going to go Mitch. I just think it, the all the stage is set for him more than others, right, in my opinion. I think the fact that it's a contract year, like you just said, Jay Ellis. The fact that he now has a guy like Nerlens Noel, who we know can be our starting center because we watched him be the starting center for the last 40 games, right? Right. The fact that he's now has playmakers that are going to pass him the ball. Kimba knows how to throw a lob in the air. Yep. Fournier knows how to throw it in it, right? Like these players all know how to work with elite centers. I just think the stage is set for him. I think for other players like, you know, Kimba and Fournier, it's their first year. That's always that first year jitters. Mm -hmm. Lights are going to be so bright for a guy like Kimba. I get it. Julius, he is going to have a lot of fight back coming from that playoff run because it wasn't the best, right? RJ, also, we know, like, there's a a lot at stake for a lot of other players. But for Mitch, I think he gets to come in. Uh, Yeah, he's coming off of a major injury, but he gets to come in. He, we know he's going to be our starting center for the most part, unless he has a horrible training camp, which I doubt will happen. I don't think don't You know that. what I mean? Mm-hmm. We know that, okay, the stage is set. It's just time for you to go to work. I think we're either going to see a really, really good Mitchell Robinson year or a really bad one. I don't think it's like any of that gray area, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I expect Mitch to eat, especially as RJ and Mitch already kind of already have a, a a thing going too, where they have a nice mm-hmm. little chemistry too. So I fully expect Mitch to eat. And um, I want I want to be if they've been teasing that Mitch jumper for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> they've been teasing that Mitch jumper for a year. I don't think he needs to have the jumper per se to be effective. It would be nice to have a stretch center at some point, but I I I feel like he's just gonna be safe this season and just be the the pick you know kind of switchable center who can you know give Trey Young some problems on those live plays mm-hmm. and and finish strong that's that's what I see for Mitch this season and, and more durability man because he cannot be injured this season for sure go ahead Ron I know you got a question yeah uh, what do you think all right so we're talking about you know the the team as it as it is now hopefully I think we all agree it's improved so, so Julito what what do you think in terms of what what position do you see the Knicks being in the east you know come come may and june yeah oh man i'm so i projected i think we're gonna get 53 wins okay i know i, 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 I let me explain let me give some context okay. to my i like prediction. it i like it i like it right? okay let me give some context to my projection last year I wasn't as active on the, the the Knicks nation like i was this year but i did predict that the Knicks will get 40 wins and everybody laughed at me everybody said you're bugging what are you talking about right i just knew that with a guy like tom thibodeau we we can't be a horrible team with a defensive coach a strong mind we were always just lacking a coach that held players accountable that's it we had one it changed the game so because i made a a bold statement like that last year this year to answer your question I think we're gonna be third in the East. Let me let me explain why I say this. Let me explain why I say this, right? Let me explain why I say this, right? The New York Knicks is probably the only team in the especially the Eastern Conference, but 
we're one of the only teams in the league that we are going into the season from an even playing field. We're we're like every team. If you look at it, they have some Achilles heels, right? Mm-hmm. The new the, the the New Jersey Nets, right? I don't call them Brooklyn Nets. They're the New Jersey Nets. <laughs> yes, the New <laughs> Jersey yes. Nets. No, wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait. Like Before you go on, <laughs> we call them here the Brooklyn. Paint jobs. That's what KOT you know calls I mean? Whichever way you want yeah, to call it. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. New Jersey Nets. They got injuries to deal with all season. They got it. DeAndre Jordan is probably going to get traded, and I know that's going to cause a riff amongst the players because the reason a lot of them came was because DeAndre Jordan, right? He was that's a true. nucleus of that team. They're about to lose him. That's going to change things. Miami's just too new. Great players. They're going to be. They got to figure it out, right? So I think they're going to do well in the playoffs, but leading up to the playoffs, they're going to have their bumps. Y'all see what's happening with the 76ers. Ben Simmons literally reported he's not coming to training camp, so trade me. That's going to cause a riff, and you're not going to get back anything equal up to a Ben Simmons. So they're probably going to take some shorts. that they're, they're, They probably won't have a good enough team to do well. Then you have Atlanta. They're young still. Yeah, they just... I'm I'm an I'm an Atlanta hater. I just think it was a fluke. I think I think their run was a fluke. I think their run was a fluke. I don't see it repeating. Who else? Boston Celtics probably won't make the playoffs. The Hornets is too new. Um, yeah, they're gonna be good this season. The Hornets. I, I actually really like that team, and I think they're gonna they're gonna be fun to watch. I just think it's they're two seasons away. One to two seasons away. Right. Who else is there? You know what I mean? Indiana. Indiana's not getting a fourth, a third. You know, I just think the Knicks are going into the season leaps and bounds above, uh, ahead of most teams. And because of that, I don't see why we can't get the third seed. Right. That's right. I, I think right. You, I agree with you on all points 100%. I think we don't need Mitchell Robinson to do much more than he can do. Just need him to play 70 games. If he can get him to play 70 games, oh, we're going to be rough, man. We're going to be rough. But okay, so. All right, now, that's Holito. I feel kind of guilty because you and I think in exactly the same way. Now, what do you think about the rookie that we got? I love him, man. I'm Team Deuce, man. Like, yo, bro, like oh. you've been Team Frank. <laughs> like, you've been Frank High. I'm Deuce High. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, I have never felt this way about, like, a rookie player on this Nick. Like, mm. and, and I get annoyed usually when people are, like, gung-ho over a player there. I just know under Tom Thibodeau, that kid is going to shine. He does everything well. But his defense, his tenacity on the offensive end, he can hit a three. He can go to the basket strong. He has good size. Yo, I'm team I'm team Deuce all the way. Yo. And IQ, let me tell you something, sir. Uh-oh. 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 Wait, do I got to tell you something, sir? Do I have to get the smoke ready early? <laughs> Let me tell you something, sir. You better play well. Because I, I was talking who I forget who I was talking to, but I think when I was on the um, Knicks Film School, I was, I was saying to them, like, everybody's bolstering about, oh, look, every time IQ goes off the floor, Tom Thibodeau is talking to him, and he's, he's, he's grooming him. Eh. I used to play ball, right? <laughs> I look at it like when the coach talks to you so much, it may not be a good thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's on the as soon as he gets off the floor, I, Tom Thibodeau is like literally right on, to him. Right. And he look at and I and I look at it like because he's trying to yo, if we as as fans notice what a guy like Deuce McBride is doing, imagine what Tom is seeing. 
he's seeing the game completely different from we are because he has 40, 50 years of experience. We're seeing it just based off of our love for the game. Tom is noticing what Deuce is doing out there. And mm -hmm. Tom is like, yo, that's my point guard right there. That's right. That's my point guard right there. I'm just saying, I hope, I hope, I hope, because I want IQ to succeed so to succeed so much. But Deuce may be taking some of those minutes oh. because Ooh. he may be taking, if you want to, if you need a stopper, you know what I mean? Kimba ain't stopping no, nobody. Neither is Derrick Rose. If you want to stop her for the last three minutes of a game, you know, we going up against a Trey Young. We going up against a Kyrie Irving. You may need – I don't know if he's going to trust IQ out there because IQ got smoked when it came to in-game decisions, man. For that other squad, man, they, they were killing him on the offensive end. If you really watched the game last season, I, I don't think they're going to kill Deuce like that. I think Deuce's defense is going to translate – to this team, to this, to the, to the league, IQ better beware, man. Listen, don't, and and don't let him stop popping them threes off the dribble like that. Oh my, oh my god! Listen, I'm I'm not I'm not mad I'm not mad at that take. I'm not mad at that take. I've always been like, uh, I want to experiment with the IQ thing because of the, you know, you know, talking about the three point gravity. He's able to pull from so far beyond the three-point line it puts a lot of pressure on the defense and it kind of exactly. forces the defense to scramble and he's able to get deep into the paint area yes um so so i was i'm always like you know what while he's here i want to see him being experimented as as a point guard now with mcbride here um and the the status of our team you know ah it's gonna be interesting to see when injuries happen, because I do expect injuries to happen between Derrick Rose mm -hmm. and Kimber Walker, because mm -hmm. let's, be, you know, let's be fair, they've had their fair share of injuries. When injuries happen, I, I'm curious to see how, you know, what Tom values, because he, you know, he values vets, of course. We've seen that quickly. He's kind of like a rookie, a rookie vet. He's a second year vet, but he's still a vet in his own. But he also values defense. And right. And he seems like he—it seems like he hand—he handpicked McBride. Like I want him. That's that's what we saw from the off season. So I'm really curious to see how Tom plays it because I do feel like um, there's value in both of these guys. But I'd also know he values defense, especially at the end of the game. So it's gonna be interesting to see how Tom plays it. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, this is—you uh, know—I love this topic. You know, I love the, the quickly point guard topic. <laughs> that's like my favorite topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we? Yeah. Are we going to the next? You know what? Let's head on to something else. Let's head on to something else. Unless y'all want to add, add something, you guys. Yeah, I do uh, want to add something right quick. Yeah, oh, you, you, you can go, go roll. Go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. All right. Well, I just wanted to add that I think quickly is safe right now. I think quickly will get his minutes. I, I see McBride as more situational at the moment, but I but I mean, I do think that if quickly does mess up, like you know, he starts to you know, take bad shots, not play defense and things of that nature, it will open up the door for McBride to get into the game. So while quickly is safe, I do believe that quickly does have to kind of watch his back a little bit. He does, he's going to have to play up the part because if he doesn't, then you have a guy on the bench and you already know when coaches love a player, they're going to pretty much do anything within their power that they can do to get that guy some minutes. So quickly does have to watch his back. But I do believe quickly is safe right now, as long as he does what Thibs really wants him to do. And he's, productive on offense like he was last season right yeah I, i'm just saying it's like i think holito hit it on the head because deuce was it holito i don't know if it was you you or 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 jails but deuce is is tom pick hand pick dude 
versus IQ was a Kenny Payne, World Wide West type of pick, right? Kentucky pick. But Deuce is like Thomas saying, I want this kid. Let's make sure we get this kid. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's going to take IQ's minutes right away, although that could happen. But what I am going to say is Deuce is like this. He He's not going to get in with three minutes and not do nothing. You're going to know he's on the court if he's on the court for three minutes or five minutes. He's going to make his presence felt. And because of that, he will earn more minutes as the season goes on. 100%. I, I agree with you, man. All good points there. Um, so, speaking of something, because we saw a little bit of these guys during Summer League. How do you feel about Obi in Summer League? I feel like Obi did pretty well. Um, it was nice to actually see him not get pulled after 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was yeah, right, top. Right, right. I think he was top five. Don't, don't, hey, scoring. listen, that, that might come right back around, Jay Ellis. <laughs> you might see it again. Beware. <laughs> how do you? What do you feel? How do you feel about Ob Toppin and his progression? Do you feel that there can be some that game can translate from some lead to the NBA? Do you feel more comfortable from what you're seeing, or do you need to see more? I, I, I still need to see more on against real NBA talent. I think I really like Obi. I think he's a really good kid. I, I just need to see more of a, a, a dog in him. I, you know, I think what I saw in Summer League, I wasn't too flabbergasted over, like, to be honest. Because you're supposed to do that in Summer League, man. You were the number eight pick. And I think he was the eight number eight pick last year, right? So he had to play. You do not not play your number eight pick. Right. I think the way Obi played last season, after 20, 30 games, he would probably got benched and became situational, right? Which he probably he still was situational technically, but it just wasn't enough for me. Now, okay, summer league came. Yeah, do that against good talent, right? Do that against people who matter. You're doing that in summer league against people who probably will never touch an NBA jersey. <laughs> But if you notice, when he went head-to-head against Scotty Barnes, he didn't look that great, right? He didn't look as amazing as he looked against whoever from the Rockets or whatever. You know, not the Rockets, but uh, Cleveland when we played them, right? So I just I think Obi needs to get a little more grounded in his game, right? I think Obi needs to trust his shot a lot more. I think Obi needs to... Trust his team as well. I want to see the more playmaking Obi, right? I want to see because he's so athletic, right? He's gonna draw so much attention. I think I want. I just want to see a lot, a little bit more of Obi creating for others as opposed to always getting the ball and thinking he needs to go and get his. That's not the NBA. Sometimes you need to figure the game out for everyone on the floor, not just you. You know. So I'm I'm excited to see Obi this year. I, I want yo. There were times last year where I wanted to rip my hair out watching Obi Toppin. To yeah. be honest, like I was I was I was annoyed from Obi continuously. I hope I pray we don't have that. Even yeah. if it is ten minutes a game, <laughs> right? Like even if it is ten minutes a game again, I just want Obi to have productive minutes on the floor as opposed to him getting on the floor and Julius is literally he he's on his on the edge of his seat because he knows he's about to get called back in I want Julius to be able to get some breathing room this year and I want Obi to really excel in his in the confidence he has everything right he can shoot well he has the athleticism I just want to see his confidence grow and I think it will I think it will 
Yeah, I don't know. For me, for me, I feel like I, I feel like Raw's chopping. I see, I see, <laughs> I, I feel like Raw's chopping. I'm gonna let. I, I was gonna say something, but I feel like Raw's chopping. Go ahead. No, Roy. go ahead, Jails. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> when he start moving, he's like, "Ooh, I gotta get in." He's like, "Get me in the game." No, coach. no, no. I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking. Yo, uh, nah, here's, here's here's my take on Obi. Um, Ob is a pick and roll finisher dive guy, and we use this man eighty percent of the time as a spot up shooter last season as a wing player. Yeah, and I think that was ninety percent of the problem, at least on offense. We took this man's greatest strength and made it like his tertiary thing. Like we, I think, I think I've seen him run pick and roll. No lie, I think one hand three times maybe the whole season and i'm not yeah. even exaggerating so like i so combine that with the fact that he gets 10 minutes a game like i can't even take everything i saw I, there's certain things to, there is him concerned about like the post game um yeah. it's, it's still a little bit shaky um the jump shot you know wasn't there it, it, it seemed like it would be better in college but the volume of jump shots he took in this year as compared to college is a little bit different like there's still some things to be concerned about, but I do feel like we did not use them correctly overall. No, I, I I agree with that. What I'm thinking, Jails is, is right because the games this summer where Obi struggled is when quickly was shooting too much. Yes. I I I, 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 I think Obi is really a guy that needs a point guard, a real point guard, and so I I think you're going to see him get unleashed when he's playing with a Kemba. When he's playing with a D Rose on the floor, when he's playing with Deuce McBride, when he's playing with Grimes, when he played with Grimes and Deuce over the summer, that's when he had his best game. Yeah. When he, when he was struggling, it was when he was struggling to get the ball in the right spots. When he was struggling to get it on the run, it was when it was when IQ was playing. So, and I, that's to me, that's one of the shows to me that IQ wasn't a pure point guard. So, yeah. but when he's running with a real point guard, I think you'll see a better Obi because you he's not getting the ball like a couple of times in the summer. If you notice. Deuce would hit him on that full court pass. You know, he's running the yeah. floor. And Deuce kind of, I And a couple of times, IQ missed him. Yep. Not just on the full court, but on back doors. And it wasn't because IQ was trying to um, necessarily hog the ball. He wasn't He wasn't playing it the way a point guard would play. Yeah. He wasn't looking for it. Yeah. You see? So I'm, I'm saying, let him run this year with a point guard. Let's see what he does. Because I, I'm thinking yeah. he's going to be much better with a real point guard. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So, Julito, what do you think in terms of what we all right? So we talked about the rookies, talked about some of the, the additions. Give me, give me your ten man rotation. What's Tibbs' ten man rotation mm, oh, the season? Okay. So I think I think we're all of the thought that it, the starting lineup will be Kimba, Fournier, RJ, Julius, and Mitch. Right. Yep. So, of course, Nerlens Noel is going to get some playing time. Mm-hmm. Of course, Alec Burks will play. Yep. Um, of course, Obi will will play. He's like, put in Taj. Put in. <laughs> okay, Only so because we don't got any other troop force. I, I, so out. far, we got what you got. You said D Rose. You said Alec Burks, and you said Obi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's nine. That's eight. That's eight. Yeah. Okay. So then I think, okay, I, I think the rookies will be situational, just yeah. off GP because it's, you know, Tibbs is a he 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 wants to remain to give confidence in a guy like an IQ mm-hmm. and a guy like a 
You know what I mean? He he doesn't want to strip away their heart, right? Take their soul away from them. So yeah. early on, IQ is going to get those minutes. I think Grimes, Deuce, uh, Jericho, of course, will be. He's on a two-way contract, so he's going to be back and forth from Westchester. And um, I, th- I think I think those guys will be situational. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think IQ will definitely get his playing time early yep. on. All right, so it's up nine, to, it's, it's and nine. Derek Rose. Derrick Rose. I think Derrick Rose is 10th. Mm-hmm. It's Rose, IQ, IQ, Burks. Burks, OB. OB, Nerlens. It's going to be the same. Right. It's going to okay. be the same bench from last year. Yeah, it's going to be the same team. And I think, I, think, I think they like that. The yeah. fact that they're basically coming in with the same as that bench from last year. And we're just, we just in, added two players. And I think that's also back to that conversation about where we will be seated. I think that is going to be the deciding factor for us, the fact that we are so consistent as opposed to these other teams. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's going to go with those guys on the bench. I think it's IQ's, it's IQ's spot to lose. It's IQ's spot yeah. to lose. I, I do think if we're going to see anybody crack that rotation, it is going to be Deuce. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be Deuce. I think Grimes is – I, I like Grimes. I think his, <clears throat> I think he's just a little bit too raw for uh, a Tibbs kind of, you know what I mean? A Tibbs rotation. He's a he got a few years before Tibbs will trust him enough to put him out there because that wing position is like I think for some reason that wing position is Tibbs' favorite position. Like you see what he did with 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 uh, Jimmy Butler. You see, like he just loves those wing guys because yeah. they're. Able- defend the best players on the opposite team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to trust Grimes enough for that. But if, yeah, I think Deuce is going to break the rotation. And I, Listen, we got champagne problems, fellas. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> think yeah, about, yeah. like, how deep this team is, how before we were just hoping we could get a good, solid starting lineup. Now we got, we got arguments about, like, our entire bench could start, technically. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Outside of Julius, like our entire bench could start, and that's 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 a great problem to have. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a great problem to have, y'all. Go ahead, Ry. Yeah. So, as you know, the Knicks roster is deep this season, but Thibs is not- notorious for playing the starters crazy minutes. Like Julius Randle was playing like thirty-seven minutes last year. So, my question to you is: with the deep roster, do you think Thibs will actually curb his minutes plan a bit and actually? Kind of split the minutes in the middle, or you think Thibs is gonna go? He's gonna be same old Thibs, playing my starters these crazy minutes and have the bench guys play like well, maybe only 10, 15 minutes a game. No, those starters <laughs> play thirty minutes a game, and everybody else who's getting where they fit in. Like that's my thing, and I've said I said it on every podcast, and I'm gonna repeat it on this one. As Knicks fans, we have to stop thinking our narrative is correct and start watching what we do as a team. Mm-hmm. Start watching what Tibbs yeah. does. We wanted IQ to be the starting point guard all season. It never happened. I did. Until Derrick Rose got here. Until D. Rose got here. right? Like We wanted these players. We wanted so much for Tibbs to be our kind of coach, and Tibbs is Tibbs' kind of coach. If you look at it, I mean, even before the season started last year, everybody was like, yo, Knicks fans, y'all better. Like the Chicago fans, the Timberwolves fans was like, yo, Tibbs' rotations are mad tight. Y'all going to get annoyed. And we was like, no, but after 10 games, oh, we saw how quick, how great Quickly played. Quickly's going to get minutes. He never broke that starting rotation. Never. He got minutes. He got minutes. He did he get got minutes, minutes, but, but he didn't break the starting rotation. Was, no, you're right. He you're right. started like two games. Yeah. 
His favorite player, fa- Tibbs' Don't favorite say- player in Don't- the world, Derrick Rose, <laughs> okay. started like three games. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we talked about it on the program last season. Like we talked about, it, he's like, man, Elf is still starting, and his favorite player ever is on the bench. Once I started seeing that, I was like, okay, this is so. Old. So so we think like <laughs> IQ or Deuce is gonna break that starting lineup. You know what I mean? It's not happening. So I I think he I think they will get heavy minutes. Like even with the press conference situation, where he's like, Kemba will play. And everybody's like, yeah, he's just saying that. No, Kimber will be playing. I'm scared. Yeah. Kimber will be playing. Kimber will be playing back to back. Kimber will be playing. Like, he's dead serious. He was not joking. So, I think Tibbs is just who he is. And, you know, we at this point, we got no choice but to live and die with, with Tibbs. And I think it's going to do well. I'm just praying. I'm praying to the knee gods that Listen. everybody's knees stay intact. Because it's got like. Super chats. Super chats. We're going to put it in for the Super Chat. We're going to pull our money for a spare Pull our money together. You know for, what I mean? Tell Walker me where to send the money, Jay Ellis. He's definitely going to play this man all the back-to-backs. Every <laughs> back-to-back. Every we're going to need to pray. That he, <laughs> he, he, he got five back-to-backs in November and December, man. That's oh, damn. At least get him out early. Get him out early. Get him out. <laughs> I, just, I think what the only thing that's in our favor this year that – it's not usually in our favor is the schedule, man. The schedule is really kind of us this year. Yeah. If you look at it, man, we don't have as many back-to-back. I think we have, like, the third least amount of back-to-backs this year in the whole year. how they did them, though, five and two months, and then we got yeah. a seven-game road trip in March, a seven-game road trip. Through like the road. They yeah. really, I mean, yeah, we got some good spots, but they, they, they got us back in some places, too. I'm just happy we're not ending this season on a West Coast road trip like we yeah. did last season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though we did well, but it's like, I I, I just, I think our, our schedule was a lot more kinder to us this year than it has been in the past, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I got, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, go ahead, Roy. I see you got a question. No, 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 I'm good. All right, I thought, cool. I, I thought Ryan G was coming up next. Um... Now, I mean, well, I just had the ten man rotation question. You know, yeah. you know, okay, you know, surprise. I think. Do you have any surprise? Do you feel like you see any surprise players kind of coming out this off season? I mean, this season and, and maybe doing more than we thought. Yeah, um, I'm actually interested in seeing Alec Burks this year and the full year of being healthy. That's I, um, that that injury he had was like a Alec Burke has he does not have a history of being injured. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then he tweaks his ankle and he's messed up and I think he never really got his feet back after that, you know, no pun intended. So I'm excited to see Alec Burks this year. I really love the Burks pickup early on. I really love the fact that he's like a journeyman, but I think he's found his way here in New York because Bruh. we actually allow him to do what he does. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm just hoping, you know, he's coming behind RJ, and I'm really hoping RJ turns up. But that bench mob is gonna be sick. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. That bench mob is like I'm actually more excited to see the bench than I am the starting lineup, just because I, I'm excited about I, it all. <laughs> I'm excited you know I mean? about it all. The bench between Pemba, Evan Fournier, Mitch, who's like six, who's like three twenty right now, and the bench with IQ in year two, and Derrick Rose, and see if McGrime, if Grimes can turn into Allen Houston with defense, and see if McBride can be the, 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 the stopper and hit threes the same clip he was in the summer. There's a lot of fun things to look for, man. A lot of fun little narratives going on. 
from yeah, the starters man. and the, the bench, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I got no, no. I, I agree with you. Somebody <laughs> in the chat just said something about Burks is always hurt. I know Burks is yes. not always. Every player in the NBA is always hurt. If yeah, you want right. to be technical, right. so I'm talking about a major injury. I'm talking about a career shifting injury. He's not always hurt. He's an NBA player who plays 82 games a year. Right. Everybody. Yeah, he, he, he gets like tweak every, injuries. He gets the tweak injuries. He gets tweak injuries. It's nothing that's like shifting his whole season. I think it just right. affected him last season. He was on a new team. It was he had a huge role with this team, and it just kind of he was playing so good for us, and it just shifted things. He hasn't had an injury where it just shifts his whole season. I think now that I doubt he'll have an injury like that. I think it's going to be a time for him. We're going to really get to see what he does, and he got the green light. You know what I mean? If you look at that bench, man, nobody besides D. Rose. I mean, IQ, of course, is going to play his hardest to score and go crazy. But Alec Burks got the green light this year. And I'm so I'm, I'm excited to see what he does with it. Me too, man. Go ahead. Finish. Go ahead, Raw. Nah, Super Chat, baby. Super Chat. Oh, Super, yeah, oh, super Chat. Oh, yeah. let's go. Let's hold on. Super Chat's in the building. Big Reaper. $20 Super Chat. Says, so Brooklyn. So Brooklyn. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Bust a shot. Yeah, let's go. It's, our, our defense struggles. Look out for Grimes or dudes getting heavy minutes by midseason. Yeah, man. Their, their defense is the X factor, considering these guys are kind of defensives. I want to say specialist, more so Deuce. Because, you know, considering the makeup of our team, he lost Reggie Bullock. He likes to go with defensive yeah. lineups at certain times. I can see Tom experimenting with the defensive lineups in spots. So I, I can see, I don't know, like, I have, I have no idea where this is going. I can see them, I can see a midseason thing where he gets some defensive minutes. But yeah. I also seen, like what you said last season, where he, he rolled with Elbert Payton. I mean, like, damn. It's like Candyman for real. He rerolled with for like a year, yeah. <laughs> and and things changed. He wanted things to change, and things this didn't change. So I can see it both ways for me. It's a it's a tough one, man. It's a. I just I I I want everybody on the team to play. Like I want Jericho Sims to like yeah, get man. so many minutes. It's just mm, he's so many players <laughs> on the team, man. We deep, man. We deep, man. We we've deep. never yeah. had this before, in my opinion. Like where we're like every, every, like I'm actually like hoping that somebody gets tired one game and they're like, yo, let 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 Deuce get the starting <laughs> position. I mean, like uh, it's just so much, and I. I, but my thing is, I don't want us to have a situation like a Kevin Knox. And we got Kevin Knox on the team. Yeah, right. I forgot about him. Yeah. I forgot uh, about I, I'm <laughs> sorry, about man. I, that man going. I'm sorry. There's no way. I just don't I, see it, a path for yeah, him. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't I see it. He's not going to be. I can't, I can't even see him beating Grimes for minutes this year, man. I just don't see it. I just don't want us to have a, a situation like we had with Kevin, where he's so deep. He's so like. We put him on the bench for so long, and he forgets how to play basketball. You know what I mean? Like, if we're not gonna play the kids, yeah, I would. I'm okay with them going to the G League for a few games. Yeah, just go down there, just go get some I'm run, ready, man. Turn up, like, let's not just bury our guys on the bench because they're just not gonna be. I think less activity means less confidence, and yeah. when these guys lose confidence, man, it's tough to get back. And yeah. I think that's what happened with Frank. That's what, Frank should have been in the G League, man. Go to yeah, send him man. in the G League. Don't let him get let him get some steals out there. Like yeah, send Kev. Kev should have been in the G League, yep. man. I just I just right. want these guys to get some runs. So that's the only part I'm nervous about. That's what other teams did. They did like Toronto developed Siakam like that, mm. o, o, and Anobi like that. Fred, All of those guys saw G League time, and yeah. so you know, yeah. and and now last year with um, 
Malachi Flynn, all of them saw G League mm-hmm. time. So, so good teams do that. Um, yes. I'm hoping you're right, Julito, because I'd rather see them get reps in the G League than just ride on the bench. A hundred percent. Absolutely, absolutely. Yo, if I could throw something out real quick. The Go Cavs, ahead. The Cavs just signed Taco Fall. Stop <laughs> 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 playing. What? Oh, they got man. 400 centers. What are they doing over there? Yo, what are they doing, man? He's going to be in the G League, but that's just, I thought that was funny. 400 centers, <laughs> 600 forwards. They just, okay. They got they yeah. got a bunch of power forwards. They draft Evan Mobley. They got Kevin Love. They got, yeah. I don't know. They just traded for, who is this power forward they traded for? They just do it. Larry Nance. Mm-hmm. Larry, yeah. no, uh, Larry, Larry Nance for some nah. They gave yeah, up Larry, Larry Nance. Nance. Oh, they got, they got Larry Marketing. They got Larry Marketing. Yeah, Marketing, yeah. Marketing, yeah. So yeah. what are they going to do with all of these guys? I don't know, man. They're that's, s- like, that's their business. They messed up. They messed up. See, that's the that was the point I was making about how the Knicks, we don't have log jams anywhere. That's right. That's right. The only play, all of our players that are situational, they're all situational by default, not because we're pushing players to the, like we are the team that is the most well-constructed team to yeah. me in the league yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, even look at even on the West Coast, Steph Curry and them, they got to they ain't played together in two years. They got to figure yeah. that out. Right. This, I mean, the Suns are really great because they they're, they're running it back. The Bucks, I'm the Bucks too. Okay, they're running it back, but like outside, like besides the Suns, the Bucks is the Knicks. We're the, we're the yeah, most man. well put together team. I like what I'm seeing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Especially considering super chat, super chat. Yeah. Jam. Especially considering Kemba and Evan Fournier, I feel like they they only played what nine games last season, healthy. I think they had like number two best offense in the league. Or they were like great that. together. Yeah, they man. were great together. Yo, shout out to the super. Hold on, super chats. Let's go. Five dollars super chats from Mama said, "Don't trust you." Yeah, smart mom. All right. <laughs> Kemba's home. We're winning multiple chips years to come, and Kemba will retire a Nick. I, man, listen, man. Okay. We're not gonna argue with that. Yes, yeah, that boy jumped existence. out the window. He he I'm jumped with. out the window head first. I love it. <laughs> Yo, I love it. Let's go. One with it. One with the chips. We all about the chips. Potato oh, chips. All types of chips. Yo, Ryan, ask your question, man. This is a good time for your question. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like the perfect. It's like the perfect segue. So I just want to throw in a fun question right quick. Let's the timeline. The timeline. How long you think it's going to take for the Knicks to win their next championship? 2021, 2022. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, I'm a habitual window jumper. A habitual window jumper. I, yo, I think we're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. That's right, baby. Let's do this. I think we're going to I think this is the year. I, okay. Uh, injuries aside, if we're able to stay healthy, oh my God, I think we ECF. And because of that, Give me, give me, give me two years, man. Give me not this season, not next season. I think the season after that will be contenders. Right. All right. All right. And if we, if the Knicks are contenders, listen. If you play an NBA Finals in New York City, you're not winning. You are not beating us in an NBA Finals. Talk your stuff, baby. Don't let us get home court advantage. Don't do it. Do not let us get four, four, five games here in New York. You're not winning. Madison Square Garden, baby. Hey, listen, let me tell you something, bro. I was at the Garden, game two, I felt chills on my body. Mm. The floor was shaking. The floor, I I actually understood why we lost. You wasn't winning in that. It's right. too, you're too nervous. Mm. It's, the floor was Anxiety. shaking, J. Ellis. Ryan, the floor was shaking. Wow. It was, it wow. was, it was wow. a let, I never felt like nothing like that in my life. And I done been at Jay-Z when he came out in Summer Jam with Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was 
it was unlike anything. So now, two, three years from now, we're comfortable. We probably got another star to go along with the the, the emerging stars like a RJ. Julius is giving you 25 a game off a mm. of 10 assists. Let's get it. Maybe 10 Ooh. rebounds. Get him. If you play four or five games in New York in the finals, you're losing. That's right, man. Let's go. That's right. That's it. He said it. He said it. He said it. On period. It's over, man. He said what he said. Word on God. Oh, God, man. The Nets are going to implode. They're imploding this season. We are going to see this season where the Nets implode. They're going to... Duran and Kate and and Kyrie going to start fighting or something. That that locker room is done. DeAndre Jordan was the 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 foundation of that team. He's out of here. They're done. It's over. Gone. We over, are winning. Man. We are winning the finals within the next three years. Put Woo. it. On, I'll put money on that shit. Yo, I like it. I like. I like that energy. Oh, I'm all in. Baby. I like that energy. <laughs> I like that energy. That's also. So I gotta salute the chat, man. We just a whole. We in all straight conversation. I ain't even acknowledge mm-hmm. the chat. But I'm sorry. We had a guest here today. I, I, I had to be. I had to be polite to the guest. All right. So the salute <laughs> to the chat, man. Shout out to D Ross. Shout out to Sang Floyd nine two nine Ronnie Sandin. That's my boy in real life. Shout out to Rodney. Still Dre, Tricky, Nikki, Quiet Money. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show, man. I see some people was in the queue who want to ask some questions. Let's so, do it. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to bring them up, man. So uh, Tricky, Nikki, I know you've been patiently waiting. Patiently waiting. In the chat active, in the queue, ready to, to, to talk, ask some questions. So I'm going to bring Tricky, Nikki into the queue. This is his first time. I, think it's, I, I believe this is Tricky's first time. <laughs> Let's go. All right, so Tricky, Tricky Nikki, you are now live on the chat. Hit that KOT live button to get activated. Hit that KOT live button twice and hit watch stream. Secure everybody else and, sh- and we should be good to go. Let's do it. You are live, Tricky. All right. All right. All right. I heard the mic. I heard the mic click. You guys hear me all right? Yeah, you say, you, yeah, we yeah, kind of yeah, sound like you in the bathroom in, in, in space, but we can hear you a little bit. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> He's up there Tesla. It only happens to me on Discord. Yep. Uh, is that better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you though. We can hear you. Can you hear? The, can you hear the fellas? I can you hear you. I can't hear them. You can hear. We ain't said nothing yet. We ain't said nothing yet. Yeah, we we hear solid. You hear them now? No, I I really don't need to hear them because I think I heard enough. Okay. But oh. Here's my point. Can they hear me? Ooh. Oh, getting spicy. All right. What's what's, what's good, Tricky? Say it with your chest. Don't don't be shy. What's good? <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> he, he hear me though. He said he hear me. Yeah. What do you got to say, Tricky? Oh, Tricky hit an asteroid in space. He can't. He, wait, yeah, he must have no, got I, That's what happened when you come in with too much energy, man. Yeah, and, and I agree with Mama said about Kemba Walker. Um. Okay. And he, he's going to blow up this team. And But my point was with some of you guys saying, you know, like Tibbs won't play 10 to 11. I think he has to with OB and IQ. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like he has to play 11 guys? That is, that is what you're saying. Tricky. I feel like he has to because you've got to have IQ and Obi get their minutes. I mean, they're only second-year players. You have to have Grimes and Deuce, especially Deuce. He's got to get his minutes. But I, I feel like that's got to happen early in the season. Got to figure it out early because we got to 
great. Yeah, you mean early spot. like the preseason. I disagree with the third seed. I could see it happening. <laughs> I'm thinking more of four or five seed second round. Um, but my my honest question was to the thank you, the Nick of Time show and uh, Pulido. My honest question right here is, do the Knicks suffer in defense if they do go to, like, say, 10 or 11 guys? And that was my question. All right. Cool. Yo, thank you. Thank you, Tricky, for for uh, calling in. I know this is the first time. Tell them where you're from again. Where you from, Tricky? Bad Axe, Michigan, but a Nick fan since a kid. So, you know, I go Lions, go Knicks. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I, I respect it. Michigan Knicks, Knicks, Michigan hands in the house. All right, you're a Lions fan. It's cool. But you know, Knicks, we rocking with the Knicks, man. So shout out to you, Tricky. Olito mentioned eleven already. He said yeah. ten, and then he added Deuce. Yeah. So, so, so he's not a believer, man. He's not a believer. Obviously, he he thinks we have. Like, I th- I think this kind of illustrates what Olito was saying, man. Like sometimes you want what we want, but we have to kind of watch patterns and i don't see an 11 man rotation not, yeah, not, not definitely not the whole season go ahead ryan hmm. now i was just saying when has anybody seen thibs play an 11 man roster like that's never happened thibs, do it. Yeah. like thibs thibs rosters are usually eight nine man rotation with like guys on the outside that he puts in situational so to think that thibs is going to play 11 guys that, that's not realistic. Not, not so, from not Thibs' history. It's not realistic at all. It's not happening. It's not happening. Tom Thibodeau barely played Kyle Corver, Ronnie Brewer. Like, yo, and they may not sound like names to you now, but these guys were really good coming yeah. out of college. They were really good. Tibbs barely gave these guys opportunities. Jimmy Butler did not play. Eight minutes but like. Game. Eight minutes a game he played. Eight minutes a game. Do you really? And Jimmy Butler is literally like an or, like a robot orchestrated Tom Thibodeau player. Yeah, he's been. It's not. It's not happening, y'all. He's not playing these guys. He's not gonna play them. Yeah, I he's agree. Not. He's gonna give them minutes here and there, spotty minutes. Tom Thibodeau just literally probably stares at pictures of Kimber Walker and Derrick Rose all day. Just like I can't believe this is my these are my point guards, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's like about Deuce right now. Like, of course Deuce is good. Of course he loves Deuce work, but he got Derrick Rose and Kimber Walker, right? You yeah. think he's worried about a deuce right definitely now? Not. Definitely <laughs> not. So definitely not. not. Sorry, yeah, Tricky. I, I'm with not you. Brother. I'm with you. All right. Shout out. He's gonna play ten. He's not. He's not going to eleven. Though. No, he's not definitely not going to eleven. Unless somebody's hurt. I mean, not even then. It's still gonna be ten. Exactly. It's still gonna be ten. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. We got another person in the queue. Shout out to my guy Reaper is in the queue right now. Um, Reaper. What's going on, Reaper? You are now live on the show. You're a vet, so you already know what to do. Let them know your name and where you're from. Uh, uh, can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Big Reaper. calling from Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, Mr. Cump McCollum, welcome to the show. Uh, congratulations you, on uh, on your success and uh, and also good show, guys. Um, actually, I got a. I gotta agree with uh, with Mr. McCollum about like you know the whole third uh, three C thing. I think is definitely a strong possibility in my opinion because um, just because of the way Tom Thibodeau is and his teams are always like really well prepared 
So a lot of times, you know, the a uh, lot of teams, especially even uh, teams that know that they're going to be in the playoffs, they take their foot off the gas a lot. They don't, you know, sometimes they don't really start getting serious until like halfway through the season. So I think, you know, Tom Thibodeau and his team, they always take advantage of stuff like that. So they're going to, I think we're going to definitely overachieve like in the regular season. And so that can, that can definitely mean like, you know, if things work the way, I, you know, the way they see, uh, see it working, um, I, I definitely see them, you know, winning 50 plus games and being like at least third, being third seed, you know. And, uh, and then the, as far as, you know, with, obviously you got the Bucks. Uh, I don't think anyone is beating the Bucks next year. Uh, with Brooklyn Nets, I mean, uh, it's like with the Brooklyn Nets, what was the last time all three of those guys were actually healthy in the playoffs all together right. in the same season? Right. Uh, you probably right. got to go back like four seasons at least before all three of them played in the same playoff. Like not in the same game, but like at least they were all in the playoffs playing. Um, so these those mm-hmm. guys are always injured, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, uh, so... And then you know, I, I think I think we got Sixers this year. Um, I really think we're gonna get them this year. Uh, you know, we played them really. Although, like, uh, I think like two or three of the games we played them last year, we didn't have Embiid, but we played them really tough. I really saw. And then our de- our offense was terrible last year when we yeah. when we saw the Sixers. It was just horrendous. Yeah. And so yeah. we were able to like you know play them extremely close those uh, a lot of those games. I kind of think we edged them out this year. Especially with all the and then with all the issues they're having, you know, Ben Simmons obviously doesn't really, you know, they've been trying to get rid of him. So I think mm-hmm. they're like, you know, it's gonna they're they're in chaos a little bit, uh, and so I think the Knicks end up edging them out. Um, but yeah, I agree with like a lot of the points you guys are making. The only thing is like, if uh, if the defense struggles, that's the only thing. And obviously, if the defense is struggling early, then that means like we're probably not gonna be third seed. Um, and then I think you're going to see, you know, by midseason, in my opinion, I think you're going to start seeing, like, possibly you might start seeing Grimes or uh, uh, Deuce because it's, I mean, if you look at our starting lineup, I mean, uh, it's it's a nice offensive team. But, you know, like, uh, I don't know, the, the point guard, shooting guard, and small forward aren't very good defenders. Um, RJ Barrett, I, I got to wait to see how he if he comes back this year playing better defense, but right. he played right. good defense like last year, but then towards the end of the season is like, it just fell off. I don't know what happened to him, but hopefully he comes back playing better defense. But, you know, if, um, you know, we'll, we just got to wait and see what happens there. I do hope like it all works out. I agree with what most, most of you guys say about, you know, uh, how it's going to turn out. I, so, yo, I, Thanks, man. Yo, thanks. Thanks, people, for the call, man. Always like your insight. Always good calls. 100%. Thanks for taking the call. Have a good day, guys. All right. Salute. 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 And Tricky, he said that his question was, if if Tibbs plays 10-11 guys, does our defense suffer? The answer was he will not play 10-11 guys. Yeah. That was the answer. <laughs> He's not playing 10-11 guys. The, the question is invalid. He's not playing 11 guys. Um, I think our defense will... It won't regress. I think it will be. It won't be as amazing. We won't be the second best defense, first best defense. Nah, definitely not. But it won't regress in a way. If that makes any sense, it will still. It'll still stay level headed. I think, like you know, raw. You always talk about defense being about effort. 
You know what I mean? And it, and we got some effort. We got some guys who's who. What do you say? Willing defenders. We have yeah. willing yeah. defenders. Yeah. I think Kimba's a willing defender. I think Evan Fournier are willing defenders. I don't think our defense. I don't think we lose much on defense. You no, know what I mean? It's like when you get like uh, like okay in the heyday of the Spurs, right? Yeah. No matter what guy joined the Spurs, they accepted that culture, right? Yeah. And so. Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker, they're going to accept the culture, which is a defensive culture. So you're going to have that. They're both going to play defense. You're going to see them play defense better than they individually have played before. So so let's say the Knicks average of giving up 104 points a game last year. They'll probably give up 108. But then again, this year, they're going to be scoring about 150, 160. It's going to be a a net positive, you Mm -hmm. know, in terms of them, them. They're not going to be quite you know, like top three maybe in the defense, but they'll be top ten and they'll be top ten in scoring as well. Yeah, both, yeah. Both of our guards average about like eight or nine points more than the the former guards who just left here. That's so right. That alone, you know, that's around an extra twenty points a game. That's or, right. Or cl- close to that, that alone is going to help us on the offensive end, and you know the Reggie Bullock factor on defense might hurt us a little bit. But you know, if we sc- if they're scoring the way they're scoring on other teams here, um, and their offensive fluidity should um it should translate easily. I think I think it's on the offense is going to come a lot easier for us this year. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're finally playing with every single point guard that will touch the floor for us as an intelligent basketball player. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's just going to change dramatically. Not every team can say that. Nope. Not every team has a Kimba Walker and a Derrick Rose back in him. That's crazy, man. I can't. Just, I still just can't off of that. years and in, 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 in the understanding of the game alone. That's right. That changes the game for us. Your point guard is the, like the head to the body as in, yeah. in most cases, right? Like... We got two guys who literally are battle tested. Youngest MVP, Kimba led a team to the, you know, to the to the second, third round of the playoffs every year. In, yeah, in man. No, nope. Charlotte. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was the leader of a, a franchise. Not every point guard had that on their shoulders. You know what I mean? Like went to wars against the best. What the best player in the you know one of the best players in the league, LeBron, every year that just changes things in you. That gives you, that gives you a certain umph that these other these other teams just don't have. So that alone is going is going is going to help us out tremendously, man. And I think Kemba was playing with Cody Zeller. Now he's playing with Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> exactly. Come <laughs> I mean, he had Al Jeff, but. But Al was on, Al couldn't even put it. He couldn't plant his foot. His his yeah. feet was so goddamn bad. Al Jefferson. So it's yeah. like, you know what I mean. So it's like, yo, we Kimba's like playing with guys that are like, kind of like, the next up. He never. He's never really had that. He hated Boston and OKC. He didn't even touch a basketball out there. He probably didn't <laughs> even go to OKC. Yeah, he hasn't been to OKC in like two years. Like he, yeah, he don't know what's going on. Out yeah, we there. fleece. So like, woo, we we got away with murder this offseason with that. Got thing. away man. with murder. Nine, so like, nine million a year. Come on, man. Eight so, million. Eight million. My bad. I'll try to round eight, up. Eight, eight million, million a year. Yes. So shout out but to he didn't office. lose a dollar. He's still getting all his money from OKC. Yeah, still got his brand yeah. to buy out. Still man. got his money, you know. So we just adding that to the equation, man. High IQ players. High, high, high. I'm all about maturity, man. For me, it's all about, like, are these players, how are they going to be in the locker room? How are yeah. they going to be when they're on that on those long plane rides? Are they going to be able to tell their players, listen, yeah, we on a two-game losing streak, but, yo, 
things yeah. change really quickly or are they going to have their head down just just as much as Mitchell is going to have his head down like yeah, little yeah. things like that changes the game yeah we got a locker room full of those guys right now and <laughs> no one has ever said a bad thing about Kimber Walker ever yeah. I've ne- literally not heard a bad thing said about Kimber Walker from his high school coaches his teachers his friends his family He's he's like one of, he uh, didn't he win an award if I'm not mistaken for the league yeah I think uh, so yo between Derrick yeah, Rose he and Kimberly award I believe <laughs> like two years ago yeah like just yeah. A, he's a really nice guy and I think that's little things like that is going to help out everybody on the team now I agree with you man between Derrick and Kimba, that has to be like the nicest the nicest humanitarian backcourt and the nicest guy backcourt in the NBA between Kimba and Derrick so kind <laughs> so kind I just imagine that. <laughs> Just putting their hands out and birds landing on their finger yeah. <laughs> on some Disney. <laughs> Yo, forget all that. I want to put some foot in some people's behinds out there, man. Let's play some defense, boy. Let's go. What they Let's do. Go. That's what's so ill about them. They're mad sweet. Won't bust a grape in the fruit fight off the court. You see what D Rose did in the playoffs. That's right. You see what D Rose did in the playoffs. He was our playoffs. Yeah, he Without D Rose, yeah. we lose every game by forty. That's, That's exactly right. That's a Yo, yeah. and then Kimba, the Bronx, man. I don't know if y'all oh, know the Bronx. Man. I done been BX, up there. Boy, the BX. Yeah. I done been up there. Them dudes is man, rough, man. Ball, like, Kimba is yeah. ready. Kimba is ready to ball, man. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I, I shed a I tear. Think, I shed a tear when he when he rocked a do rag in a Knicks shirt I, yesterday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, this is so New York is crazy. Right now. For real. Yo. And he's in shape. You see, he looked like he looked like UConn Kimba out there, man. That's With his Knicks stuff man. on, man. They they ready this year, man. This we gonna put the league on notice in a way that they can't like even last year they had moments where they tried to make little jabs at us. They tried to laugh at us at certain certain moments. Nah, this year you ain't gonna have no choice but to cheer, man. That's it. No choice but to say yeah. That's them. it. That's it. Cause, cause <laughs> we what we gonna do this? Year, I, yo, I'm, I I gotta jump out the window one more time. Sorry to you know. Nah, to, jump, man. But, but yo, like, no parachute needed. Go ahead, boy. No parachute. <laughs> no, I, I think I think there's a very high possibility we could start the we could start the season ten zero. Yo, you're not the first one to say okay. that. Okay, I don't see why. I don't see why not. We play the Magic. What twice? Yeah, Cleveland is in there. Toronto's in there. I'm like guessing about the thing though. This is yeah, yeah, you're right. right, yeah. right. <laughs> you remember I, I predicted the ten game winning streak in 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 the offseason. And then he's not losing. You was wilding, son. You was wilding. No, we got there, no. We got no, not ten game, but like um, I, I predicted we went like. 10 out of 11 or something and we actually mm-hmm. pulled it off and Roy was like nah Ellis, don't say it out loud I said don't say I, it I, I said it damn okay. and I said what I said right. <laughs> you're right you're right you're right I'm just saying I'm just looking at the that's why I say the way that the season schedule is set up we're starting off amazing yeah, like I the schedule was amazing for us to start it's amazing for us to end there's some crazy spots in between but like that that's those first 10 games man we only play the Sixers and the Bucks. That's it. I'm, I'm like I'm that's over five hundred. Everybody else has yeah. a negative. First you know, last Boston, year. Orlando, yeah. Orlando, Philly, Chicago, it's New Orleans, it's... Toronto, Indy, Milwaukee. I'm I'm yeah. not bugging, man. I, I'm kind of with you on that. Everybody kind of looks like a little bit like food to me. I'm not even going to hold you. <laughs> I'm not even gonna hold you. You can't sleep on nobody. I'm not gonna sleep, but they can't, can't sleep on us. Sleep. But they it's can't like, sleep on us, raw. But they can't sleep on us. I can't sleep on us. Max, that worked. That worked both ways. Exactly. Both ways. Listen, we didn't talk about Chicago, but Chicago's way too. That's like a brand new team over there. 
You know, it is, it is, it is. And I love that we're playing them early on. Yeah, man. I think playing them early on, they're not gonna have no chemistry by the time we play them. That's right. Lonzo, look at the leader. Like they're this point. Lonzo ain't got the personality to lead no nah, team don't. for real, for real. He's like passing. they ain't gonna build no chemistry until they start losing, which is gonna happen. But we gotta come on, man. I'm, I'm we, with you. I'm with you. I'm saying I'm not gonna say ten zero because that's wild. I'm gonna say nine. I'm gonna say we're gonna start the season nine and one. Okay, I'm with it. I'm I'm out the window with you. And, and salute. <laughs> super Chat Central, man. Shout out. Five Super Chats from Reggie McDowell. I got to slow down and read this because, you know, there's a little bit of typos. Saw Randall's interview where he said, unless Axe wants to be active in getting super stars here, are y'all, are y'all worried he could end up being, we could end up being the 2000 Bulls? Oh. Post Jordan. The post Jordan Bulls? That's not a good comp. We don't have no Jordan. I don't understand. Never had a Jordan to begin with. I'm not worried about this team for several reasons, man. Like one our front office is is obviously intelligent enough to put a team together who is one competent basketball smart. Um two, you know, they're not severely overpaid where you can move places easily to make um, you know, other moves if need be. And and they and and three, I mean, we we also have young guys who can sustain us for long periods of time. So I feel like yeah. I feel like regardless, of, I feel like we're good for seasons to come because of you know we don't have debt, we have young guys, we have flexibility, we have um, mid range guys. You kind of cover the gambit, and we're a healthy team. So I'm not really worried for the first time in a long time before it was right. like really kind of almost blind faith this time i'm looking at the way our front office is moving what they've done in the off season and how they've built this team moving forward and i'm not really worried no they, they played chess man look what they did in two years yeah. we got a deep team man <laughs> i mean and just coming off a of four c that's <sighs> commit no I'm telling you, Leon Rose should have been considered one of the executives of the year. There's no doubt about it, man. I'm sh- I think he was. He had to be. They yeah. couldn't give the Knicks both of them. They had to give the Suns something. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, now that I think about it, I think I know what he's referring to because when after Jordan left, I remember Jerry Cross tried to build the Bulls. He, like, he, he tried to build the Bulls, like, into another contender. And I think, and, and I think and, like, during the offseason, I think that offseason, that's when they – brought in a lot, a lot of big names, but it ended up, like, blowing up in their face and the Bulls yeah. were no good. So I think what he's trying to say is, like, you know, Julius Randle talking about bringing in superstars and this and that. Like, do you think that we're going to implode, like, how that Bulls team did back in 2000 or whatever when they signed all those big players and they ain't go nowhere? I think I think we that's not us because you have to take in the, take, you had to add in the continuity. We have continuity coming into the season. We didn't just give up... Our, Julius Randle and RJ, and now we're trying to rebuild. We literally kept almost every player but one or two. Yeah, that continuity yeah. is going to add for something. It's it's yeah. it's. We are a team that knows each other. We brought in t- the best thing they did this season was not just bring in Kimba and and Fournier. They brought in two guys who literally just played together. So even yeah. if they don't necessarily mesh well with us early on they at least know each other well enough to know their spots they know what they like they have camaraderie already that is a game changer we're not the we didn't just give up two of our best players 
I mean, what? Kraus gave up the whole team. Yeah. 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 Coach, he fired everybody. Exactly. He, like, he didn't, he didn't want up. nobody on the team. He that's wanted right. the, he just wanted the Bulls to be him. And, like, that's it. That's it. Exactly. That's not us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's keep it moving a little bit. Uh, first of all, when did you? F- I know, like, okay, you he's kind of born around the nineties. So mm-hmm. when did you first become a Knicks fan? Oh, like, do man. you know when that is? Because sometimes, sometimes it's not even a moment. Sometimes it's like a collection. For me, it was a collection of a collection of moments, and it happened when I didn't even realize it happened. I've always been connected to the Knicks, man. Like whether it was. Like I said, I was I was in a junior league, junior Knicks summer camp, and and Allen Houston came and talked to us after, you know, and I was just like, it's my first time ever seeing an NBA play in real life, mm-hmm. you know. I thought, you know, I was a diehard basketball fan. I thought NBA players were fake, you know what I mean? When right, you're like right. eight, nine, ten years old, you're like, are they real? Like, is this a real thing? Like, and then you know, dancing for the Knicks, I danced for the Knicks for three years, and I got to see them up close and personal you know i got to be in the walking down the locker room with them and i'm like oh snap like i remember the day we got stefan marbury and like you know what i mean like i just there were just so many moments and then the guy who gave me my first acting job ever was spike lee oh sure you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. like i've been connected to the knicks in so many different ways man and i don't know i just like msg is like my home you know what i mean it's like you know when you didn't when when you grow up in New York and you grow up with a team like the Knicks where everybody just talks shit about y'all all the time. Right. You go to the garden and it's like when we're in that little circle or that oval, whatever it is, you just feel like we family. You know what I mean? Because we 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 know that one day this team will succeed and, and when we're in, in that arena we you know, we together, man, we fighting. And and, and we and we we don't care who's what celebrity is there. We don't care like the fan, like the ESPN and all. They care about stuff like that, man. Mike Breen is talking to the fans just like they were right next to him, like Walt Clyde. You know what I mean? Right. Like when we're then in that garden, man, it's we're together. Look at this. We got 114 people up on a on a Tuesday night right. to talk to see four guys talk about a team, a basketball team. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's this is what we do, you know and and I think that's I've always been that kind of underdog kind of guy. Like I want to root for the people who everybody's laughing at because I said I've said it again on every podcast. When we give, go, when we win a championship, mm. it's oh, gonna oh. be like anything in sports ever because yo we've been we we didn't have super teams. Nope. We didn't yo the people that's gonna be at that parade Ooh. are gonna be like. Die hard from day one. You know what I mean. We, I cried watching us lose like yep. thirty uh, a game, thirty games into the season. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, For, like you know what I mean? Like those people there are gonna actually be the fans that matter. If you look at every, if you if you look at every team besides that Dallas team, that Dallas yeah they won. That was like some. If you were a Dallas fan at that time, you were a diehard. You know what I mean? But like when Miami won, those was all bandwagon fans. Yeah, man. Fan, you yeah. know what I mean? Like when the the, the Bucks too, but it's still. Like, I mean, it was a bubble season. You know what I mean, this was a crazy ass <laughs> season last season. These fans in New York are unlike anything, and I think absolutely when you bring that together and you and 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 you have finally like. A team that like you kind of feel good about. Like I, I don't remember. I don't know about y'all. I just don't remember the last time 
we were two months, a month out of a season, and I felt really good about the season, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel really good about this season. Like, I'm very confident going into the season. Me too. It's, it's, and then, like, last year was like a Cinderella story, man. Like, the first time we heard Julius say, We here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I remember it was like the yeah. game didn't choose, it didn't it matter, but it wasn't like a life or death game. But, like, when he said, We here, and I'm just like, you know what I mean? I was at most of the games when we were on that what ten game, nine game winning streak. Like it felt, it felt like something. It looked man. like it something. Felt like yeah. it felt like we were in this together, and I think that it, it means a lot to the city. It means a lot, even if you're not from here, man. There's people that's all over the world that just care right. about this team. So. Yeah, man. All of those things have led me to be this Knicks fandom, man. I got the Knicks tape tattoo. Let's yeah, go! Got We're the no Knicks game. tape tattoo. I got this like Let's eight go years shove. ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nine years ago, man. Like I'm a downhearted fan, and I and I think we we are we are in this together, man. And so when we say we here, we mean it, and we here, and I don't think we're going anywhere. That's crazy. You think Shumpert knew that you was on your tattoo when he started that whole Knicks tape? That's crazy. Shumpert <laughs> did start the Knicks tape. We don't we talk about that enough. We don't know. Yo, yeah. Shump definitely started the Knicks tape. Shout out to Shump, man. For real. Facts. So, yo, so question, like, what? Yo, that was a hell of a first job. It was like, yo, my first job, I was the my CEO first. of, like, your first job was working with Spike Lee. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So explain that transition. Explain that transition from, okay, you, you're in New York. You you you're a a Knicks city kid dancer, and then you become an actor. Like, how yeah. do you tr- transition from being a dancer to an actor? Well, I'm gonna give you a quick story. I haven't given anybody, but it, it's a little deeper with the Spike Lee situation. Exclusive, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's a little deeper because you know I grew up in the projects, man. You know, I grew right. up in Glenwood projects, and I grew up kind of unfortunate, like less fortunate, excuse me, and. We didn't have much at times, you know, but there was a time where the only, like, this is before the social media era. This is before cable, for real, for real. Like, I mean, it was cable, but we ain't have it. But this right. before, like. Yeah, we did the cable box. Like, you borrowed from your man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, before, yeah. like, and all we had was one DVD, man. We had one DVD every few months, and we would just watch it on loop. Watch it on loop. Mm. And one of the DVDs we had for quite some time was Crooklyn, man. Wow. Brooklyn was like the one we just watched every day, all day. I knew every word and wow. every, and then you know to to, to become an actor. I, you know, I was only a dancer for like two three years until I ended up shifting over to uh to dance to acting. And then you know my very one of my very first auditions was in front of Spike Lee, and that was just like crazy to me because. You know, when you're growing up, you don't necessarily think that, like, it's possible. Some some things are possible. You know, there's some people, you know, there's some people in my neighborhood who probably n- never left Brooklyn. You know what I mean? They don't even think yeah. Manhattan is possible. More or less, being on a screen, being in, you know, in a movie is possible. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm forever in, indebted to Spike, man. Spike has given me an opportunity time and time again. You know, I was in the 20th anniversary commercial for the Jordans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. And, like, you know, like, Spike is always giving me opportunities, man. I'm so grateful. But it's just so crazy how, like, you know, this is one DVD I'm watching every day. And then all of a sudden I become a, you know, a Knicks fan. Uh, I'm, Spike is in my director time and time again with friends. And, right, right. you know, we had the game sometimes. You know, like, it's it's it's, it's very surreal. and But it's cool at the same time for sure. 
man, it is surreal. Even, man, yeah. I, yo, I, many of y'all don't know, like, early, early on, early KOT, we actually did have, like, a, like a, a Spike Lee interview, which is very wild to me. So I, wow. <laughs> I understand. Wow, that's that's, that's that's deep in the crates. Shout out to Kathy who pulled that together, KOT originator, uh, wow. OG Kathy, man. Shout out to that. But yeah, I, I, I can I can imagine being a kid, a New York fan, having all that happen to you in the two or three years span. That's just a, a lot. That was crazy, man. A lot. I, my my career has been very unorthodox, very like. Man, my very first audition I went on, man, I went on a, a audition for the movie Honey. I don't know if y'all remember it with Jessica Alba. Yeah, dance yeah, yeah, I remember it. I yeah, remember. I went on nine callbacks. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. Like when you go on your very your first few auditions, you don't book nothing. You, ain't get, you got some time to work. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. my second audition was the one in front of Spike, and I ended up booking it. You know what I mean? And That's, I'm, wow. It's not always like that. You know what I mean? I definitely not, not man. always like that. You do not man. book. Your first few auditions ever. Some you know, man, so sometimes you favored man. You guys is like yo, hey, you know, I'm that. very grateful. Need, very man. grateful. I give it to God, man. I give it to my mom. She's a hustler. You know, Brooklyn chick from from the 70s, 80s who ain't taking no for an answer. You know what I mean? But God has always placed me in, in positions to win every time. And interesting. You know what I mean? And and, and I, I, I've been very grateful for yeah. sure. Yeah, my mom sounds like she she does a thing very different from the moms in the wire. Very different. <laughs> very different. <laughs> the moms in the wire was wild. Very different. Very is, different. But, but um, let's we'll transition a little bit. So, um, what? Okay, so when it got to the wire, the wire is a very different type of environment. It's it, it's be more. It's it's. It's 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 kind of like a different feel. So mm -hmm. how did you prepare for that role compared to your other roles that you've done before? Because I feel like I feel like that process would have to be a little bit different. Yeah, it was for sure. It's, but with with a process like that, you know, I was at that point only in a few movies few tv shows here and there i'll come on i, I do a few guest spots on law and order a few right. guest spots on this it was it was never anything that was going to be for any long period of stretch of time when i got the wire i was like oh i'm about to do this for a year like this one character every day for a year mm. it required yeah you know it required you to to be different but i think you know, it was an ongoing process. Every day we learned something new about these characters. Every day it was an opportunity to, to you know, I had to live the character. I never had to live with a thing outside mm. of my family prior to that, right? Like, so I had to live in this, in the spirit of this character every day. And it was, it was super interesting, man. Um, I think they prepped us well. You know, we did a lot of quote-unquote rehearsals prior to, um, I had never saw the wire before I got it, so I had to like, <laughs> yeah, like I had to do the research right, to learn right. the show and learn the people and learn, like I had to learn that world before I stepped into it, because it was a world that people held dear to their hearts. You know, it's just like imagine you got to. This is what people don't realize. Imagine you got a show you watch every day, then all of a sudden they say, "Yo, 
we're gonna go left field. Yeah. We're gonna take away the main characters mm-hmm. that you all love, and we're mm-hmm. gonna put some kids as the main characters. And so it, people was like, "What the hell about to happen here?" Like, what's, what's it was going necessary on? though, man. It was so necessary that turn. But at first, people don't realize, right? They don't realize what the creator is doing. They don't realize what the sh- the journey this show is going to take you on. They just say, "Yo, why we don't see Wood Harris like that no more?" Right. Where, where Harris at? Where Stringer? I mean, Stringer. No, he right. died. But mm-hmm. like, why we don't see these characters as much as we wanted to? You know what I mean? Like, and I think what the what the the underlying message that the that David Simon, the creator, was trying to show you was that it starts somewhere, man. If we're gonna talk about the the show being a system, yeah, about a system, about yeah. how crooked these the these systems are, and how much. They are creating the monsters that they depict. They're creating the work. They're creating the evil. Yeah. Let me show you what it really is. What's really step. done. And what it really is doing is destroying children. And I'm going to show you how we, how you've all destroyed children. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, so I'm going to make the, the main character of this season be the education system. Right. Mm-hmm. And when they said, when they, when they showed you the how flawed... And how fucked up the education system is, and how much resources they lack, and how much these kids like these kids are not just drug dealers because they're choosing to sell right. drugs. They don't just like the smell of crack and they want to get it off. Yeah. Nah, everybody's just trying to survive, and we're gonna show you why you're not giving them opportunities to survive. You're not giving them chances. You're not get. You're taking and and the people that are helping, you're actually taking them away, right? Like, because there's some teachers out there who want to teach so bad, but they just can't afford to live a life off of a teacher's salary, right? Like, they just can't afford to be right. there for the kids, right? Yeah. Or they have to put their focus on one or two kids, but there's a class of 30. Yeah. How can you save everybody? You yeah. can't. But we're going to show you how these systems fuck up the, you know, our, our youth. And and I think we, they did an immaculate job at, at just Man. tearing up, just, just... Showing you the world, man, and it starts with the, it starts with the kids, man. And if you if you you know, I think Roy, you haven't seen the show as yet, right? I think I seen I think I seen one episode. Okay. Episodes. I, my wife and I are watching this. She she don't like violence, so yeah. yeah. I had to stop man, at that point, but I did want to get back into it. Yo, Roy, yeah. I'm gonna tell you, man. Especially the season when it gets the kids, like it's done so massive for everybody who's black in America. It, it, white, no, I'm not even gonna say it's black, white people too. But I feel like for us especially, it hits a little bit different because it kind of touches on every problem, um, from kids to schooling to how people see you on a day to day basis. Like there was, like there was, yo, there was like scenes with Randy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'm from Brooklyn, right? But I'm from like I'm not a hood dude. Right. I'm, a, I'm a middle class I'm a middle class dude Right And But there's still instances Where you know middle class You kind of go in the hood You play ball So it's like You're in the weird In between area And it was weird Seeing this kid Randy Kind of crying out for help And then He's a basically Good kid But no matter Where he was No matter the system, what he did They assumed He was doing dirt and that thing like kind of caught me like man they they already see this kid as a criminal they they like random cops just like pressing them like tell me what you know he's like you're lying he's like i'm i'm telling the truth like 
the nuance. That wait, the wait, show wait, brings. wait, Jalen. Let me give you one better. What about the other character who was from a un, like uh, from his parents were addicts, his family was addicts, from a, a, a horrible situation, Dookie. Yeah. From a horrible situation, and because of the the what was the the rule the system in school where they said, you know, no child left behind, right? Right. He had his teacher who was there supporting him, helping him, trying to do his best to. But they said, "No, you're going to high school because you you're you've aged out now." It's and now he lost the guy who was there helping him, and now he's in high school where it's, it's ain't nobody caring for yeah, you as much as these elementary, you know, these middle school teacher, right? Like it's so many, so many instances where these kids were crying out for help, yeah, and man. nobody heard them because nobody cared. And even the people that did care, they didn't have the resources enough to care. Or they didn't have, or they cared a little bit too late. Right. You know what I mean? You know, once you became a, once you, once you became a snitch, it's hard to, to save you off. now. I can't, I can only be with you from, from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. I can't be with you after that. And, and it's sad, because he didn't even know what a snitch was. Like, he was like, wait, am I snitching? Is that, like, is I, I that? didn't know. He didn't know, right? <laughs> so, there's just so many instances where these kids were just, they 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 you they failed them they right. they, they 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 dropped the ball and and I, and unfortunately that the show's been off what almost you know twelve years thirteen years and it's the same situation happening. But that that's what I'm saying. I I honestly for the education. Well, when I look at with shows like that because I worked in prisons for a long time. I worked in prisons. Right. Mm-hmm. I dealt with people in projects for a long time. Um, right. And so. I, I kind of already seen all of that. I just hope that there are people that get educated enough so that they would do something to make a change. I mean, most of us understand this exists and even most of us understand how it comes to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the people that are the, the people that can make a difference either don't care or don't want to know. And I, so when I look at something like that, I'm hoping that somebody that can make a difference actually does something yes yeah yeah and that man there's a lot yeah. to, man there's a lot to be done for that to happen that takes yeah. money politics that's a whole nother different conversation i'm, I'm gonna stay yeah. away from that that's a whole yeah. three-hour yeah. conversation yeah it's yeah. my jail soapbox but um <laughs> <laughs> i'm with you bro yo, but um you. interesting you know what um another question for you though because it's funny like i actually went to school with somebody who who went to baltimore mm. And she was actually an actress too, and she was like, "Yo, Jay, they snatching up everybody in Baltimore <laughs> and putting them in the wire." He's like, yeah. "She's like my my homegirl, Nene yeah. in there, my homeboy Peanut. He's the Peanut. If you watch the wire, you need to get the Peanut joke. My boy Peanuts in there. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's in there. So like, when you were on set, I, I, like my question to you is like, how?" How was the set? Because you're interacting with, like, are you interacting with be more people who are not actors on a day to day basis? And are, is the wild stuff happening, or is it like, oh, we chill because it's a work day type of thing? Like, how does that dynamic work? <laughs> nah, we we that was the thing about David Simon. He wanted it to be as authentic as possible. He's like a a true Baltimorean through and through. Like, so he did everything he can to get you know. Baltimoreans in that joint and we shot every scene that was outside in the middle of the Baltimore streets like 
If it was out, if it was a exterior scene, if it was outside, it was in the middle of those neighborhoods we was talking about, you know. So, I, uh, you know, I told the story about like, man, there would be times the security would have to ask the drug dealers, you know, hey, can y'all give us give us an hour? That's crazy. And and they'd be like, we'd be shooting, and they'd be on the side waiting. Waiting, 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 and then when we say cut, they back on the street doing what they do. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's the thing about it, man. I was I was young and I wasn't as active out. You know, I wasn't as active out there as I I probably uh, wanted it to be. So I didn't get to truly experience Baltimore in its entirety at that time. Right. At the same time, though, I do. I experienced it enough, and those people out there were some of the nicest people. That's what's up. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were so great, man. They were kind people, man. They were, they, 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 they allowed us to to shoot a sh- production and and block off their streets and you know we you know to 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 be a kind of disruption. Yeah. And they never once like made it hard for us. There was never like yo fuck out of here. We we doing what we do. It was never any instances like that. It was always love. It was always. It was always just like, yo, you know what? You talking about our city? We we support it. There was some time there's people on the block that ended up be, getting in the show, ended up being security, cause they're just out there and they like, yo, you, you know, do, yo, y'all got a job for me, man. That's and so people funny. be like, ah, right, you know what? Come on, come on, the security team, man. Hold That's this real. block down. Don't <laughs> let no cards go past, man. You know what I mean? Like, David was very adamant in giving his his city an opportunity and and, and jobs and and and, and like. I think I think we did the city justice for sure. I mean, there's some people who have some feelings about the show because when you think about Baltimore, you automatically think about the wire. And right. For the for the ignorant people, they made this, but oh, it's the crack show, right. the drug show, and it was made. It was way more than that. So there's some people who may have you know their thoughts about the show that's from out there, but for the most part, you know, David did his best to give the city justice for sure. Yeah, I think that's important too. It's important to kind of. When you create art like that to kind of really be authentic and be from that so you, you don't people don't feel like they're being exploited and yeah. i think that kind of helps kind of get an authentic story out and and kind of give and give you a pass too because if, if you're doing baltimore dirty you're not going to get to a season two or right. season yeah. three <laughs> right. like this is like yo get out of here like keep it moving. And, and think about it they're talking about the politicians right out there some of the some of the you know the political folks were based off of real people at that time in the city you know they're talking about they're like giving you the true the, 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 the true essence of what like a police department looks like yeah. and those police don't like that you yeah. know what I mean they're like yo you giving up our stuff man and it's real you know, it's, everybody it's real. yeah everybody was being exposed essentially and they didn't like it like that but the people the, it was about the people and the people supported it. The people understood it, and the people were happy we were doing it. And that's all that mattered. That's yes, man. Y'all know. Y'all was in Brooklyn when stopping Frisk was going crazy. It's, it's, come, it, on, come on, man. You like it's, it's real. We like you look at the numbers. It's about the numbers. We know it's about the numbers, man. We know it's about the numbers over yep. here. Like it's always about the numbers, man. I'm man. They did a really good job illustrating that. Like I, I really love the way the guy just put up a paintbrush to. Any show that gives a like a broad vision of moral high ground where everybody's not just good and bad, yeah. but yeah. it's just like 
they're people and just depending on how you depending on where you are in your situation people are going to react right people whether you're quote, people unquote, trying unquote. to survive right it's, exactly it's that's all about you. survival it's people trying to survive that's all it's, that's it it's all about survival uh so you know as what, what's reminisce about the scenes that you've done um was there any scenes that were hard to get through Oh man! Because I, I, you know, as a, as a as a person, when I always watch a scene, like even the scene uh, I played at the beginning, yeah, you're, like crying. I like to me the crying that hit my head has to be the hardest thing to do as an actor. And there was a scene where it's like, actually not really. Let me let me put you let me put you on. The toughest part about being an act an actor is not crying. It's it's probably laughing. Oh sure. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, because if you think about it, man, how hard is it? to give a natural realistic laugh when you're not actually laughing that's true crying you could look at the sky and the sky could go in you know the sun could go in your eye and you may just start tearing oh, it's a trick. <laughs> you know what i mean it's a trick sometimes i do it you know i stare at this damn light long enough i could shed a tear for y'all right now if i wanted to but like if you think about it man to give a natural like to be naturally joyful can be hard sometimes if you're not in that moment laughing so it's 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 uh the crying wasn't the hard part for me but i do think that scene was probably one of the the toughest scenes okay because um yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, it was like a, a kind of like, you reached the top of the hill moment for the character. Right, it's the breaking you point. Finally, got yeah. to let go of all the the facade, all of like, what you saw for at that point ten episodes, yeah, right? ten hours. Yeah. And you finally got to just say, "I'm not my father. I can't do it. This is not me." Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think another scene that led up to that moment was when. Um, when when Michael and 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 my character went to to get the money back from Kennard, if you oh, remember, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. And Michael started to go crazy on him, and 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 Naaman ran away. He was like, I didn't want it, you know what I mean? And, and it took me years to even understand what he was saying in that moment. But he was saying he didn't, you know, he didn't want the money back. He didn't want the drug game. He didn't want any of it. Yeah. And these kids sometimes they don't want to be out there on the corner late night risking their life for dollars. They don't want to. They have, have to. to. Yeah. They have to. They have no choice. And with their mind in their minds, they think they have no choice. And I think, you know, to play that character, that wasn't my experience in life, but that's a lot of my friends' experience. You yeah. know what I mean? That's a I was at that point I was still living in the projects. So I'd go home and watch these guys live the life I was portraying on TV and it's it's unfortunate, man. So th yeah, those those scenes were definitely that's tough a crazy and dynamic. Yeah, it's, it's, it was so crazy, so crazy, man. But those scenes are definitely tough, man. Anytime you you give a voice to some people who who don't have it, you know, you you, you sit and you you. It's, it's a certain weight that that comes with that. It's a certain there's you know it's it's more at stake, and yeah. I, with knowing that there's more at stake, you know, you put pressure on yourself to deliver, and I I think we did that. Yeah. Really good job, man. Definitely felt that scene, which is why I was like, "Oh, this is a good scene to open with." Pivotal part, really part of, of that show and your character, man. And um, also, like the flip side of that, um, the corner, the Pointer Boys, man. It seemed like you had a lot of fun on set. It seemed like there was a lot of natural chemistry 
on there. Uh, yeah. From, from, yeah. from jumping, y'all, y'all was kind of playing in that little alleyway with the birds. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of like kind of fun scenes. Was there a fun scene that you remember shooting? Like, like man, I laughed so hard. Yeah, <laughs> it was the scene. I don't know if you're gonna remember it, but uh, it was the scene where we were talking about uh, Chris and Snoop turning people into zombies. <laughs> with, you know, as the kids, you talk. Oh about yeah, really yeah. Killing them. Yeah, but we were we were sitting there, but people don't realize that's day. It was like twenty degrees outside. Oh shoot! So we're like freezing, but Ooh. we were portraying like in the summer, fall. You know what I mean? And we had short sleeves. Oh, and, that's crazy! And, oh <laughs> man, it was man. it was crazy. Um, but like that day, it was because at that point it was probably like episode three or four. In the beginning, it was at night, right? Yeah, it was the night scene. And and in the beginning, leading up to that, you saw the boys together kind of every day, every scene. There was all four of them. And then eventually they all start to go their different paths. That was like one of the last scenes where we like were all together, all Mm -hmm. four of us. And it was like anytime I got to be with my brothers, man, we it was always fun. You know, we it felt like summer camp to me. You know what I mean? I was on a movie set, on a TV show set all day with my friends, with people, and we're laughing about Anchorman that just came out, or we're laughing <laughs> about, you know what I mean, 40 year old virgin, you know, making classics, reenacting the scenes and shit. Uh, you know, it was, it was always a good time. So that's, that's the one day I can remember because after that, it came very far in between, but that was one scene that I was like, we had a blast doing it, even though we were freezing cold like our fingertips was catching frostbites and shit but it was it was definitely a good time yeah do you still keep up with those guys like yeah it's my brothers man it's my guys man that's my guys man they all you know yeah we we it's like an alumni man and it's interesting when you go to a nick game they're all there like everybody's (laughs) at the nick game man like that's where we like congregate now at this point like Yo, the, for some reason, the Wirecast members love the Nick games. They love the Knicks. Smart, you know what smart, I mean? smart guys. Man. Yeah. Smart people. <laughs> smart people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Every time I see any of them, it's it's like when you you know you you go to a college and then you leave and you're a part of a frat. You know what I mean? And you see your guys and you, you know it's even if you don't you haven't seen them in years, you see them and it's it's love. You know what I mean? And and we still have that. Or everybody on the show, we still have that for sure. That's what's up, man. I love to see that that brotherhood for life thing. You know, you can tell, man, when the chemistry is real, you can tell. It's like, yo, they probably they probably got a group text. They be talking wild crazy on the group text. They probably <laughs> <laughs> now we we actually just started a group chat during quarantine. You see, because we didn't have a group well, back chat back then, yeah, for ten years, and then quarantine here we was like yo we should start talking more because we don't talk enough you know what i mean <laughs> that's it's, a it's fact special though <laughs> no that's a that's a fact man 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 i'm loving this conversation shout out to yo if you don't if you don't if you're not feeling this, i know you like the channel if you like the channel please like and subscribe Word up. to the channel man we talking to the legendary star from the wire oh, cut, cut it out man cut it out this this stuff spike lee backup dance for alicia keys was a, a ludicrous video he was doing he did a lot man he's done a lot man we got holita uh, mccullum he was rocking was a huge knicks fan rocking with the kot show man salute salute thank you for everything you've done and, and share your thank time with you me, brother man. thank you it's, been, it's super fun super duper fun um and i got i i always i know you probably had this question before but i do you feel like this should be like a all right, here's my here's my here's I'ma just I'ma just say it. I don't want to ruin this show by bringing it back because I feel like I'm not sure how many more angles 
there are to take with this because if it's about systems where do you go to talk about system after that but you can always talk about a goddamn system i tell you that okay this is the systems are always going to be dysfunctional and corrupt and they're actually shooting some right now man the, the, the wire folks they really they said they yeah they brought the team back together to, to create a new it's a mini series though sure yeah it's a mini series it's, it's about the uh the freddie gray time like that, uh, moment. that makes sense yeah that moment in baltimore, baltimore but all the corruption that was happening in the police force or what was happening in the city at that time it was it's a lot of stuff you don't know that happened in the city in baltimore during that freddie gray era so they're shooting it right now we own it's called we own the city yeah there we, was a guy okay. there was a cop that was going to testify and he got killed right yeah. yeah 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 right there was a lot because a lot that happened that's man. a lot so, that happened that's yeah really so relevant shooting that right now, now for sure because like yeah. originally i'm thinking like man i really would like to see what's gonna happen with like 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 a Mike standoff, cause you know Mikey's on the run now, yep. and he's mm-hmm. older, older, and it, and it looks mm-hmm. like um, yo, it looks like old boy, a guy is coming came out of jail in season six, I mean season five, um, yep. So I'm like, yo, will they score off? I forgot his name. Why am I forgetting? Dude, Marla. Scar. He gives me a fabulous vibe so hard, yo. He reminds me of Mar- fabulous the way he, the way his demeanor is. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you know he he from East Flatbush, you know what I'm saying? So that, that makes Flatbush sense. Vibe. That, that makes that Flatbush so much vibe, sense, bro. man. That's that Flatbush vibe, you know what I mean? Yo. It's the same thing Ryan got, you know what I mean? Yo. That that calm demeanor, yeah, you know what I mean? Just yeah, just calm for no reason. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like yo, he gave me so much fab energy. So like I I really want to. It'll be dope to see like a what happens to the them afterwards, or even yeah. like Dookie. Like he seems like he's gonna. He's gonna be the new bubbles the way they're setting it up. So I would like to see what's gonna happen with the characters, but I like I like where it's going. The miniseries, The Wire. I'm I'm with that, man. Yeah, it's it, well, no, the miniseries is not about the. It's it's from it's, the people who created The, the Wire. Created but the wire. okay, okay. Yeah, it's 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 no nothing about The Wire, but it's the same thing, man. We're talking about systems, how corrupt they are. You know, the the basis of it is the Freddie Gray moment, but like we're just talking about the true the true like corruption of it all you know what i mean and and because of that it's gonna leave for some tv but i think you know man i'm not a fan of remakes man i'm not a fan of messing with the classics man like it's touchy don't mess with the classics man just leave them alone man like you know i I, listen i i i'm happy for some of the remakes just off the fact that you they are giving you know some people of color opportunities Mm -hmm. but outside of that i'm just like leave stuff alone like stop touching it you know what i mean like i don't i don't know if we need to see a part three four five you know like just leave it alone so i highly doubt david simon will ever touch the wire again but if he does i mean hopefully it's done well and if and if he doesn't, then it's good, man. Let let people go and watch those five seasons and relive it every time they want to, man. We don't got to redo yeah, it. You definitely watch that, man. If you haven't watched it, it's masterpiece. Definitely watch it. Wrapping mm-hmm. up, only a couple of questions. I got two more questions, really. Man. Okay. I know. I know it's been a long. It's the longest Nick's talking. Ah, that, is this a, is this like y'all longest episode thus far? Yeah, for real. Yeah, uh, it probably is. Is it? How long we been going? How long we been going? Like two hours, about. Two Almost hours. two hours. We've done two hours yeah. before. We've done two hours. Have we? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. In the in the past. In the I mean, past, we're all yeah, okay. early okay. days. Yeah. We done. We done two hours. Well, episodes. I'm honored that y'all chose this episode to rock with me. Yeah, so man. You. I'm honored that you're here with us. Uh, favorite character off the wire. 
Oh man, favorite cat. I, I would have to say Wood Harris, uh, Avon. Avon. Avon, man. I loved Avon, man. Avon was just, you know, because when you meet him on the show, he's that like. He's what the game used to be. You know what I mean? Like mm. how there were morals and and there right. were there was a code and how there were you know you you had to follow like you yeah there was trust and honesty and it was those things and even if it was a you know a, a crooked game it's still to some people who held that standard and I I just and I think also on the acting tip Wood Harris is probably his performance as Avon was probably some of the best acting I've seen in TV. I thus far and but he's just an amazing actor all around like remember the titans uh yeah. i could go on paid yeah. in full like yeah. i could go on for day wood harris is an amazing actor so i think for all of those reasons yeah it's uh avon's probably Yo, avon avon was a, was a good choice man there's a lot of characters yeah. who kind of so had. many though so yeah you can everybody was good on that show yeah man. they were man I, but i'm with you though i feel like the characters with the the cold to me, the ones I gravitated to most. So I think Avon is definitely Omar, one of them. man. Come on, Omar. Man. Do you read my mind? That's you my dude. started the line, man. Got to have a call, man. Omar to me is my favorite. Yo, when when Omar, <laughs> when Omar, when Omar and um, yo, I keep I forgot the guy's name with the bow tie. Oh, brother Muzon. Brother Muzon came at stink string at the end. I was screaming. I was like, Come on, like, man! Go. Classics, classics, <laughs> man! Classics. I was, I was like, I felt like I was watching Marvel team ups or something. Lester like. Freeman. Somebody <laughs> just brought up Lester Freeman, man. Yeah, like, Lester Freeman. Lester Freeman. You know, oh, you can. I mean, if every answer is gonna be the right answer, everybody yeah, on the show. And I, I, and again, I speak on the show as if I wasn't in it. So excuse my cockiness or whatever. But like, I just think it's just an amazing show, and everybody played the part to a T. You nah, know what I mean? Like. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just really think it's it, everybody played the part to a team. How often do you see a show where there was maybe like thirty main characters and everybody's still working ten plus years later? Right, yeah. Someone living color, yeah. just clapping stuff. Yeah. Right? <laughs> living color, that's. And Living Color was the last thing to do it for real. Yeah. For real. If you look at it, like everybody. If I did, I, yeah, I was just looking at it the other day. I said every movie that came out in 2021 and 2020 had somebody from The Wire in it. You can you can actually yeah. go look it up. Almost every big movie that came out last year had somebody from The Wire. That's in a it. stat, man. That's a oh flex, wow, that's man. that's crazy. You can look at it, every big movie. I'm t I mean, I mean, there's thousands of movies a year, but like every big like like yeah, acclaimed man. film yeah, had exactly. somebody from you The got Wire. Michael P in there. You got Michael Michael Mike. You got you got a lot of heavy hitters. Michael B. Jordan, Michael K. Williams. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like everybody, it was. Yeah. Still, it's still working. Some of the Idris Elba, Idris, come on, yeah, man. It, like, Idris. you know what I mean? It's got people like that's that's you don't get that from a lot of shows. You know what I mean? And the why yeah, was different, man. The why was different for sure. La last question, last question. Very serious, very super serious question. <laughs> so super serious, like really serious, <laughs> right? Which corner boy could you whoop in a game of one on one? All of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> he wants to smoke. No, I really play basketball like for real, for real. Like I was, yo, when I was younger, I had to actually make a choice. Am I going to go play ball or am I, because my high school coach was like, listen, we want you. We, you you're our guy, 
but you don't make it to practices, bro. And mm. I can't play you if you don't make it to practice because I was at an audition every day. So I had to choose acting over over basketball. But that's crazy. Basketball is my shit. And I, I mean, I'm out of shape, and I ain't, I ain't you know, a hundred pounds like I was. But no, none of them is playing. But they don't play ball. They don't. That's they don't right. play. Same same thing for me. And it was like, yo, Jay, you got to use podcasting or ball. I chose podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, NBA or Knicks shit all day. What should I do? Yo, salute, man. Thank, yo, thank, thank you for rocking with us. Raw. Yeah, Raw, you. Ryan, you have any more questions you want to ask this guy? Yeah, just one more question. You know, since, you know, my guy here is, you know, play ball and everything. So your game. Which Nick today would you compare your game to? Oh, man. Oh, you man. know what's crazy? Every time I was on the court, and I, I'm not just saying this. I'm not just saying this. This is actually facts. People will always compare my game to Mello. Oh, <laughs> my touch of court. I don't know if because I look like You look like Mello's cousin, too. <laughs> but, like, I, honestly, Mello was my favorite player growing up, and I, like, tailored my game after Mello. But, like, now? Damn. I don't know. If I could say, like, who I, I don't know. Maybe, huh? Maybe I—I I mean, of course, I—I I gotta say Julius. Maybe just because he's like an all-around player, like he exactly. does a little bit of everything. Okay. And that was the thing. I wasn't never like the best shooter in the world, but if you leave me open, it's going in. It's going in. I was never like the most aggressive, but like I—I was—I was really good at a little bit of things. Okay, all and, right. You know what I mean? So like. Probably Julius, but you can give him fifteen in some right. defense. I see what you're saying. Yeah, oh my defense is on on the point, and I see the floor like <laughs> fucking. I see the floor like Steve Nash, and in, 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 you know what I mean. Like, all right. it's, it's, I you see, see the, the floor, floor like now. Yo, quiet money, you. chill, son, chill, it's quiet, but he's he's a soft. <laughs> Yo, quiet money. <laughs> I, I, trust me, bro. I'm, I don't be just capping. Like, of course I ain't as I'm not tall, nor nor am I like you know, like I said. A hundred pounds lighter, but it, we go to work over here, man. I play ball for real. All right, all right, all right. Yo, Monday we gotta have a, a KOT. You know what I mean? A, a open run one day, man. Yo, listen, <laughs> listen, oh, listen, Holito. Before listen, we started the KOT show in 2015, right? Damn. 2016, 2016. We wasn't on YouTube. We was just on SoundCloud. Wow, we just on SoundCloud. I ain't even get hit YouTube till like last year, and that's I was like, oh, okay. we should have done this earlier, right? Anyway, <laughs> it was me, Word. it was me, Ryan, Kathy, and Edson. We've been talking about this two-on-two game for years, <laughs> and I, I just, I just think they didn't want the smoke because I, I try to get it every summer, but <laughs> one summer the smoke is coming. I'm not tall either; I'm only five seven, but I don't care. I still, I still want the smoke. Steve. Listen, man. Yo, where I grew up, man, the show, I'm I'm 5'10", so I'm I'm not, you know, that's... Slow the game. You made it quickly. That's what I'm doing. But, but, <laughs> the smaller guys growing up were the ones that, they were pesky, bro. Yeah. I hated playing against the, especially the one with locks, man. Y'all are pesky, <laughs> man. That's a fact. Put me on anybody. I'm shutting you down. Yo, um, play defense on anybody. <laughs> like, yo, we at the park, bro. Why are you playing full court defense? Because like, I'm 5'7". seven. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you playing for? You Why up, do you got knee pads on, I'm fam? You Why up, you got sir? arms? Where my, on, where's my headband? Come on, where's bro. my sleeves? Oh, man. <laughs> crazy. Yo, you're crazy, man. Word, man.
But matter of fact, though, Jay needs to get an Edson Kathy because either way, Jay was going to be on my team anyway because it was like Scorpios versus Leos because right. me and Jay's a Scorpio. <laughs> right, and right, Edson right, Kathy right. Leo. So I was like, either way, it's like Jay's on my team. So on my team, so I was like, I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Edson and Kathy. You got exactly. to talk to both of them. <laughs> exactly. his, name, his name is Ryan G, so you know you know what the G stands for. Word so up, word up, word up. <laughs> Gun. That's what that means. The gunner. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. So salute, yo. That's yo, that's our show, man. Man, thanks, thanks for watching, man. Um, Olito, plug anything you need to plug. Hey man, um, just check me out, man. Uh, you, everywhere you can find me at I am Julito on all sh- social sites. You know I'm a part of Nick's Twitter, so you know follow me there, of course. Mm-hmm. But I got a lot coming, man. I just shot a movie in Baltimore, actually. It's called Safe Space. That'll be out sometime next year. So look out for that. Uh, that's directed by Boris Kojo. Right. So that's gonna be a really that's cool so. movie. It's gonna be on Lifetime, actually. So look out for that. And I'm working on a lot, man. Like, check out my podcast. I'm who, uh, I'm not, I'm Julito, excuse me. Random Thoughts with Julito. Uh, I had my boy Roy Hebrew on there. Uh, Definitely you know, uh, I'm, I'm revamping it. So this, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be back for the fall. Nice. Like, check out the older episodes, man. Some really good content on there. And, um, I just want to shout y'all out, man. Thank you for doing what y'all do, man. Like, I know that when, you know, you guys do your videos, it's not about the money. It's not about the fame. None of you even really, for the most part, ask people to like and subscribe and all that shit. You know, you watch some some videos, you're just like, yo, every second you got to tell me like and subscribe. Like, bro, I'm going to do it. Like, actually. Exactly. Like, every second. Like, I'm like, yo, bro. But y'all actually do it because y'all just have a love for the team, man. And that's. I don't know, like, the Knicks are, like, my baby, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, I haven't been a fan for 50, 60 years, but I just feel like, it's like, for a while, I felt like I was the only Knicks fan out here, you know? So, it's always good to now see this world and see how, how many people are, like, just ex- appreciating the team and fighting for the team, and it, it means a lot to me. So, continue doing what y'all do. Whatever I can do to support, I will. I'm glad you, you, you all had me on, man, because I'm a fan of the show, fan of all of y'all work, so... You know, just keep keep going, man. I'm watching, man. Whenever you want me back, I'm here. Exactly. And, uh, you know, let's let's do it, man. Let's have a good season, man. I think last year was our, like, putting our foot in the game. But this year, we're going to run, man. And, and I can't wait to see it, man. But thank you, fellas, for sure, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yo, I got, actually, yeah. yo, I got to see. I might have to ask you a question afterwards. Real short question. But I, I, got, I, got, I got you. I got you. All right. Cool. All right. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, let them know where you from. Let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right, and where can they find you, Raw? On YouTube, Raw Hebrew Remnant. On Twitter, Raw Hebrew Remnant. And on Patreon, Raw Hebrew Remnant Repping Nick Nation. All right, all right. You already know, man. You can find us. You can find. Go home. Oh wait, I got. I got. <laughs> I can't. That was no, I gotta go home. It's over. The show's over. It's been three hours. We go home. All right. Perfect time. Perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. You already know, man. You can find us at the KOT Show on Twitter, uh, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram. Also, um, you have a blog at the Nick of Time Show that I call you catch the blog. Um, where you can watch the articles, you got the KOT fitted, um, snapbacks, I mean, and all, all the paraphernalia. So you can definitely check that out. And yeah, man, 
that's it, man. That's our show. Salute, salute, Dix Nation. Thanks for watching. And we out of here. And as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, man. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,